Hello, uh, this is Rednick. Um, I have to record this before the beginning of this podcast. Because um, the last couple of weeks have been pretty rough for me. Um, that's also the reason why there hasn't been any new episodes before this one. Especially in the month of September. Um, I lost um, two people that were pretty important to me in the last few weeks. I lost my grandmother, a woman that it's been there since the day I was born. Then I always get divide in. It was always there. For a good talk. Kicking a butt. Encouragement. And now She's not here. And I've been in a funk for a while because of it. And we're dealing with that on top of that. I get news that a dear friend of mine Loving father, great friend, devoted husband, and prolific writer, David Wright Hammer, suddenly passed. I had told Dave about my podcast years ago and how I wanted him to come on especially after he had published his first book and he said yeah but how life goes we're just passing ships he had his family. I had what I had going on. And we hadn't really spoken in a while. But we still message each other on social media. Whether it's talking about the bears or a funny meme he would share or I would share with him. And now he's not here. And for all this to happen on the 8th 
anniversary. Around the same time, the anniversary of whom I love passing away. Also, it's just been too much. Along with other horrible things that had happened this year to me. And what's going on with the world. And I honestly really didn't want to report record, excuse me, in this podcast. I wanted to stop and just retreat into my shell, but I just kept thinking about them and thinking out the way they wanted me to go on. They wanted life to go on. They wanted my grandmother wanted me, my brother, my mother, my aunt to keep moving on. How Dave wanted his wife and children to keep moving on. So, I'm trying. But every day, it's hard without them there. And this is hard for me to record this now because I really don't talk about my personal life. But I had to. So, this episode, like every other episode I record, recorded in the past and will record in the future are dedicated to their memory. And even if and if even if the world is topsy-turvy even if we don't have the answers even if it seems like the world is ending we, we just have to keep moving on. What the people we loved would want us to do, and what we have to do for ourselves. And I'm glad I recorded this episode, and it was lighthearted because I couldn't get into anything too dark or weird this episode. So, with that being said, To my grandmother, Marion Ward, and to my dear friend, David Reithammer, this is dedicated to you and to everyone that ever knew you, that ever loved you, that ever had the privilege of being in your company. And this episode is also dedicated to my mother, my aunt, my brother, my sister-in-law, my nephew, all my cousins, and to David Wright's family. This is dedicated to y'all. And to his wife, Emily, and his kids. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. With that, 
Here's our anniversary episode. Thank you. You ever felt you're being watched sometimes? Have you ever had a cold shiver run down your spine? Sometimes we go through that. Sometimes we look for answers to questions we don't really truly understand. Like, are we truly alone in the universe? Is there life after death? This world is weird. It gets weirder by the day. And in that weird are questions that we have as curious beings known as humans. Tonight, we look into some of those questions and get a little weird. Because we all are just a tad bit weird. Tonight on Weekend Weird. Welcome to Weekend Weird, the show about the weird and mundane inside this universe and beyond. I'm your host, Red Nick, also the creator, producer, Mr. Everything. I say that every episode. Uh, Pat's back. Say hi, Pat. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> After a long, well, we're back. After yes, a long yes. Uh, absence. Yeah, a long absence, yeah. Life. Yeah, Good to way. be back. Yes. We're yes, alive, so. well. Yes. Yes, we are. We're able to be back. And uh, if you're listening to this right now, it's our Halloween slash anniversary episode. (laughs) We made it. I forgot how many years. Uh, We started 2017. So was that six years, seven years, six years? Yeah, about six. Roundabouts, yeah. Yeah, about six years. So, so, yeah, we're we're here. Um, I figured, well... This episode's going to go a little different, where uh, me and Pat are going to discuss and talk about some of our favorite horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up and also being an adult, uh, everyone loves watching horror movies, especially this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're uh, old school, like the silent films, or the Universal Monsters, or the Hammer films, slasher films, psychological horror, foul footage, you name it. We've pretty much seen the majority of them, and I think there's the five movies we're going to talk about are uh, the ones that really stand out to us. Of course, this is our opinion. (laughs) Everyone has their opinion of what their favorite horror movie is and define what they they feel is a horror film. Mm -hmm. Um, But these are our five. (laughs) favorite horror movies. The ones that left impression on us, the ones that scared Mm -hmm. us, the ones that make us feel jittery weird and part of that movie going experience um so uh pat you got any thoughts right well yeah i'm excited thank you again for inviting me having me uh, on the show again no problem no problem um certainly excited to talk about this topic like you said right time of year yeah. uh talk about <clears throat> whether you know it or not everybody loves scary movies mm-hmm. and uh it's part of the discussion we had leading into this uh, right before we started recording, uh, <clears throat> what constitute what what 
what can we include? What does a horror? What are we talking about here? Scary movies, horror movies, yeah. they run the gamut. There's a lot that can yeah. be considered. So, for example, uh, making my list, um, there's some stuff uh, we kind of touched upon beforehand. Mm-hmm. You know, what? Where does it fall? Sci-fi or yeah. horror? Uh, and you just said it yourself. There's a lot out there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really, really it, when you think about it, it's a really fun and in- interesting. Uh, genre and topic to delve into yeah. especially when you get into some of the movies themselves you know yeah. especially i know i know my list uh is actually more i think uh probably movies that people a lot a lot of their favorites yeah you know yeah um but even those you know you can dig deep into those movies and they're all about the human nature you know and that's what yeah. the root of this show like what what like scares us mm-hmm. what's out there what's what motivates uh what's what's all that all about so yeah 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 um <laughs> yeah it, it's horror movies make it feel a, a, a certain way i i go into them and i like oh this is a horror film i expect to be scared and sometimes like yeah most of the time some movies expect to be scared in it and i do get scared there's sometimes i walk into horror movies and i'm just like what in the world did I just watch? Mm-hmm. What like in other horror movies? It's like, dude, this is not scary. This is just disgusting. Right. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Eli Orof. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, this is hostile and saw movies. Right, not my right, cup of right, tea. Yeah. Uh, just, and and that's the thing about it, yeah. right? There's people who are that is their cup of tea. Like, yeah, that's what they're into. Yeah. You know, and got it. There's room. There's room for everyone. Mm-hmm. There's enough out there for everybody. Yeah. So that that's actually a really cool thing in side note too about it, like the whole, the whole scene really it's very inclusive. Yeah, and there's a lot for a lot of different kinds of fans. Yeah, and so. it, it 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 just goes to different in, 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 in horror films. Everyone has their own taste with it. Um, what one one thing that I don't appreciate how horror films are treated by certain, especially Hollywood, is that there's been no horror movies that have won mm-hmm. um, the Academy Award. I mean, people. It's not the Academy Award. It's older. I get it means less to me because right, it's like yeah. it's like everyone knows. It, like it, it's subjective. What everyone likes. Right, like there's right, some people right. that like uh, Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Um, there's some people who like um, a film I consider the worst film ever freaking made. Gods and Generals. I oh, hate oh, that oh. film. <laughs> it's a terrible film, but some people love it. Right. But like, oh, the, your success is calculate how many Academy Awards you win. Do you win the Best Picture? Like, yeah, the horror is one category that has not won or I don't even think has been nominated. Right, yeah, to your point, I think yeah. more, right, it's that's it, been sort of ignored. Yeah, like, with also with, like, martial arts. Well, no, no, Crouchy Tiger hitting. Yeah, I mean, there's been really. stuff, and you could even yeah. argue, I think, with horror, quote-unquote, quote-unquote horror. Yeah. You know, there's been, like, stuff that's within that genre that's been recognized, you know. Yeah. Uh, definitely more in the technical realm. For certain mm-hmm. things, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. No films are really popping off from the top of my head that have really gotten the prestige nominations within those those yeah. shows, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't The Sixth Sense nominated? Am I making that up? Yeah, yeah it was. If not it for was. the Oscar, for like one of the like Golden Globes. I think it was Globe, for the o- Oscar. Yeah, I think it was nominated for the Oscar. So that's something I'm like really reaching, I think. But maybe yeah. I think I mean, that I was consider it more of a thriller. I mean, some people right. consider and that's it like horror. Our, yeah. That's kind of what we're talking about. And yeah. I, I mentioned this, you know, uh, before we started recording. We, yeah. You kind of broke it down. Like, that is definitely more of a thriller, but just kind of, like I said, reaching. Yeah. Like, oh, I guess the sixth sense. You know, kind of like that's as much as I could. 
or I don't know if you go back even further to uh, Exorcist. Those guys. Yeah, yeah, that would be considered that, a horror. But no, no, no. But, but as far as nominations, I'm talking. I, I don't think horror. it was nominated for best picture. It wasn't picture. nominated for any. Uh, for technical, yes, technical, a lot of technical yeah. and makeup, yeah. Um, but I don't think it was nominated for best picture. Okay. I don't believe, but yeah, the, like The Exorcist is considered a horror film. Yeah, Six Cent Natural. is um, on the more towards thriller, right? Like, or as people but, say, "Oh, Silence of the Lambs." It's like, no, that was a thriller. It wasn't a horror movie. <laughs> Right. Like, well, some people consider it a horror movie, but I don't consider it, a, a lot of people don't consider it a yeah. horror film. That's definitely some, some films where we're drawing the line. Yeah. You know? So, we're, we're... Not we're, out of disrespect, just yeah. sort of like, we gotta make those choices. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta... Because otherwise we could talk all night about that. Yeah. yeah. Like, we gotta narrow that down. So, um, we're gonna go through, we have five, I have five, mm-hmm. Pat has five, we're gonna alternate, so I'll let Pat talk about his okay. first film. Cool. Uh, well, since I mentioned our, like The Exorcist, I'll go with that number one. Okay, all right. Uh, actually, I'm not going to rank him in order mm-hmm. of any sort. Okay. Uh, yeah, me either. me either. You know, there's just a, just, a, just the list. Yeah. And it was actually incomplete. Full disclosure, it was incomplete until we started recording. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, again, there's just so much. And like even now as we're talking about thinking, thinking of a lot of titles that I would love to yeah. to include on, on a definitive semi-definitive five list yeah uh there's the, definitely a couple i want to do an honorable mention later yeah me too i got some, some honorable um yeah. but yeah the exorcist i gotta start there because that was actually the first one i thought of when you brought up the topic yeah a couple weeks ago um because for me it's an all-timer mm-hmm. and uh oh also most of my movies are not fresh on the mind just full just dis- uh, more full disclosure but yeah. i'm well you know obviously in case i had trouble remembering anything yeah. but that's the side note. Um, yeah, I have to start there because for me, it's an all-time great. Yeah. Not just the genre we're talking about, but just film. I think uh, it, within that, mm. it touches upon a lot of deeper things um, in so many different realms. Yeah. Like, not just individualist. Like, it's an individualistic thing, but it's a collective uh sort of, ex- I don't want to say experience, I think when the movie was released as more of a, a collective experience type deal. Yeah. But it, it sort of, the notes that it hits are highly personal, I think, for a lot of people. And in that way, it's like very universal. Mm-hmm. Um, and within that, like I was kind of hinting right now, just the religious aspect and all that stuff. And, yeah. Um, you know... I consider it kind of deep in that regard, you know, and again, just thinking about it in those terms from strictly from a a film Mm -hmm. standpoint, like I said, the directing, uh, no question what, what, you know, the acting that went into that movie, you know, and all the production and everything. um, It's chilling. Yeah. You know, and uh, like I said, add it on to the stuff, whether you believe it or not, or you're interested or not. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's genuinely just like, objectively creepy yeah. and uh, I don't want to say haunting but it is you know it's just uh, unsettling yeah you know and just consider how the movie ends you know just all of the stuff the subject matter and, and the Regan you know the char- the main character it's yeah. unsettling it's, yeah. it's, it's disturbing mm-hmm. you know and considering this stuff is based on realist you know uh, uh, real accounts right. and there are other you know again it touches upon it kind of clicks off these other 
uh, light bulbs in my mind of other other cases, you know, right. other stuff that's accounts of these things happening. So that, for me personally, like it, it adds to the experience of watching that film. Right. And it's hard for me to, to go to it because it, it does freak me out yeah. a lot. Um, but I think it's, it's always that kind of like visceral experience. It's always, I can't just turn around like certain other, yeah. like for example, Halloween. I can do that. That's on my list, but... Yes. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But, for example, like, I could turn that on. I can kind of watch it, you know. Mm-hmm. I can't do that with The Exorcist. Yeah. That's just, like, it's just like its own thing. There's been tons of... We all know one's just, just out now, right? A yeah. brand new one. Yeah. It's... We, that's a... That's shows upon shows mm-hmm. about what The Exorcist success brought into the yeah. world of yeah. film and the genre and, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but on its own man if they never did anything else yeah you know and r.i.p will and freaking yeah so yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i i enjoyed the exorcist too it's not on my list but i enjoyed the exorcist i i did i have watched it twice uh yeah it is unsettling especially watching this like taking it from like oh we're stepping back and saying from a from a scientific point of view, oh, she's suffering from this, oh, she's suffering from this, and then you see her spitting mm-hmm. freaking green vomit across the table. It's like, really? Where did that come from? And just like watching her, watching young Regan change uh-huh. from this just innocent, like, little girl um, with the world ahead of her to this just, just what? Like this monster. Like a little monster. Like yeah. a little monster, and yeah. her mother. Um, not knowing what to do and then finally turning to the church and stuff and um, getting the, uh, the uh, both of the fathers, down, both the priests down there to do this exorcism and how it ends, like, especially how it ends. Mm-hmm. Like, you expect, like, oh, the heroes are going to make it. Like, right. no, no, like, the little girl, make, spoiler alert, well, if you haven't seen it, too bad. <laughs> right. Spoiler, like, ain't no spoiler alert. And just the, the, both of the fathers not, not, not making it, but the little girl, the, them sacrificing themselves right. to save this little girl from this this demon. Yeah. And the, I just love it how, with the exes, how it's filmed. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, like other horror films that came before it where it's like it, like even looking at the universal horror films look a little cheesy and stuff at times mm-hmm. i mean we're looking from from made it mm-hmm. like in the 30s and how it right. is now or some of the horror films that like came ap- even after it they took this movie seriously it was nominated for best picture okay so okay there's one there's one academy's got one and how seriously they take it and the acting is just right just great in the film and the how it looks visually how it looks mm-hmm. it's just it, it, it's just mind-blowing and it's like yeah it is creepy and it is a little unsettling and you you will especially watching it at night in the dark or even in the yep. theater <laughs> yeah. you, you look at behind you it's like what the hell was that <laughs> well some noise goes off what the hell was that <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah i i enjoy the exorcist i i, I really i really yeah, do and it's it, it just what came especially what came afterwards like yeah there's like a lot of carbon copies of that movie they tried like the exorcism of emily rose comes to, to my mind even though that was sort of based on a true story right too because Exorcist is even though it's based on a, the book mm-hmm. it's kind of based on a true story right right 
uh, supposedly, that happened in St. Louis in the 1940s. Um, uh, a story we'll get to in later episodes. Um, it's supposed to be part of one group of stories I was trying to do, but we never ended up sh- uh, recording it. Hopefully, record it later. Coming Dave. soon. Yeah, coming soon. But, uh, yeah, all the carbon copies, even even the sequels, like mm-hmm. The Exorcist 2, I didn't like. Right. No, I liked The Exorcist 2. Exorcist 3, at first I didn't like, and then I went back when I was older and watched it 3. It was like, oh, okay, mm, this okay. is better than I remember it. <laughs> like, yeah. Or, um, I haven't seen the new one that's out in theaters now. Um, I'm probably going to see it sometime this week for Halloween. Um but they brought Ellen Burstyn back, so it's like, all right. right. <laughs> She's in the previews, like, I've been through this before. Uh-oh. Right. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't end up like the last Halloween film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Read back Jamie Lee Curtis, and he's just like, what am I, what? Like, the first the first one when you were first back was so good, but I digress. <laughs> Talk about more of that when we get to Halloween. Um, the film. Um, but yeah, like, what it, like people took horror seriously afterwards. Right. It was it was kind of like almost you want to say the Star Wars effect before because mm. this came out like four years before Star mm-hmm. Wars, right. but and how Star how people how sci fi and stuff and like or even Jaws it came out two years after this right. like the summer block how it changed how people view summer films. It was like no, you got to have the blockbuster in. But yeah, this changed how That's horror true. films. Like marketing, mm-hmm. how they film. Like, yeah, you could take this seriously. It's not all the, like, this directly after the Hammer films. Mm-hmm. Like, and how they just got kind of like they started off good and just got kind of ridiculous after a while. But it's still a good watch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, how people looked at horror. Right. Yeah, yeah, you can say it sort of elevated it. Yeah. At least in people's consciousness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was one of those things. It's always been popular. Yeah. And that, that's something I've been, you know, there's a lot of stuff around this time of year, documentaries and stuff on TV. And, yeah. And it's true. I mean, <clears throat> it never goes away. It's always popular. Um, and it's one of those things that people are into, even if they're not into it. You know, yeah. they're, they might not be super horror fans or fans of scary things, but people partake. You know, yeah. people watch these films, for mm. example. Not to mention all the other stuff, going to haunted houses or all yeah. the other stuff that goes along with the season mm-hmm. um, that we're currently in um but yeah these movies are part of that because it's like their events especially something like the exorcist when it came out yeah and now like since then like you said that's one of the effects it becomes like a huge thing mm-hmm. uh in the industry became bankable take it seriously uh you could do it you can do it seriously it could be artful mm-hmm. um not just exploitative or cheap uh, although that stuff carried through yeah. Right, you know, carried on and uh, even became a genre in, in and of itself um, as things became sophisticated over the decades yeah. within filmmaking. So, and like you said, I think correctly, it all points back, most of a lot of it points back to The Exorcist. Yeah. And it's a fact. So I think that's a huge, that's huge. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, if you, if you haven't seen it, see it. <laughs> it's it's it, yeah. Do yourself a favor if you've seen it and you feel a little up to it this Halloween. Watch it again, right. <laughs> especially if you've seen any of the extras, other yeah. type of extras like the sequels or yeah. 
Uh, if you've caught the new one that's out, or if you've seen any, like you said, the Exorcism of yeah, Emily Rose, or yeah. any of any of those films. I mean, there's tons. There's tons of films of yeah. of this with this uh, plot, this, this yeah. storyline of a uh, possession yeah. and uh, evil forces and stuff like that. Yeah. If you have seen any of those movies, the next one. I don't care what movie you want to see next. The next movie you should see should be The Exorcist. Yes. Because you owe it. All those movies owe it to The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Yeah. Like literally, some of these movies that are like been, the Conjuring series. That was gonna yeah. mention. <laughs> yeah. They all owe their existence to the fact that The Exorcist was made yeah. and was successful and was good and yeah. influential. Mm-hmm. And it, it's. I think it's undeni- undeniable. You yeah. Know? It's kind of an obvious, but I don't care because it's it's that good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it is. <laughs> All right, let's. You know, Nick, let's your mind. turn. Yes, it is. Um, I'm my film I'm picking. Well, is again, this is not in any particular order. We're not ranking these films. Right. My film is a little bit more recent. Um, came out in 2017. Get out. Get out. First, it was written and directed by Jordan Peele, mm-hmm. and you knew before the movie and what he's become now as a filmmaker. You knew Jordan Peele from comedy, mm-hmm. Key and Peele. Everyone's got their favorite Key and Peele sketch or even before that, Mad TV. Mm-hmm. They were both on Mad TV. Uh, those who are old enough to remember Mad TV. <laughs> yeah, like we are. Yes, yeah. yeah, so like we are. Oh, yeah. um, when he... When I first learned he was doing a horror film, I just went, he's a comedian. Like right. what, what? What is he doing with a, with a horror? Definitely film? a lot of like, huh? Yeah. Kind of like, okay, huh? okay, like, uh, what? All yeah. right. Um, and then I learned the premise of the film, and I was like, this sounds a little ridiculous. And then the film came out, and I saw it that opening weekend. Blown away and terrified are not two words I put together. <laughs> Walking right. into anything. Walking out of Get Out, yeah. I was blown away, and I was terrified. You have to put yourself in that the time that film was coming out, the Black Lives Matter movement was going on. Um, people out in the streets fighting racism. Yes, and it's still a continuous mm-hmm. process, and we still have to deal with every freaking day. Mm-hmm. And then this movie comes out. And, yeah, the premise sounds a little bit more comical. But then you really start looking at it, and you're just like, Mm -hmm. huh. All the supposed, like, the the themes of it. The supposed white allies. And, like, oh, like, uh, this the other the the subject racism it makes you start questioning that it get this movie is cerebral mm-hmm. it gets in your brain and all this all these themes and all these subtexts are coming mm-hmm. out from a guy that literally was impersonating Obama <laughs> <laughs> with his anger translator and all this, it's just like, right, what right, the... Right. Definitely an yeah. unlikely source. But... Unlikely source, and you're just like, man. Brilliant, this is though. I mean... Brilliant. 
Yeah. This is absolutely brilliant. And the fear of that is just everyone's looking over like, what, what is this person says he's my friend. He's really my friend? That's hard. Right. Making you question the people around you. And yeah, that's been done before. Evasion of Body Snatchers mm-hmm. comes to mind. Um, they Live. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Subtext, but it's like, especially being a black male, those those themes really hit you. And that was the scary part. That was the really scary part. And you're just like, mm-hmm. wow. This movie, it, it's literally, it, it was, man, it, it, it's probably not only one of the best horror movies I've ever seen, it's probably one of the best films I've ever seen. And this was just Jordan Peele's first mm-hmm. film. See, but we've, we've I got the whole school. You're getting jumpy. I got, I'm getting all jumpy just, just thinking about this film. And I'm not going to go too much into the plot. Right. But, man, that's just... Yeah, it's definitely yeah. one of those movies that I think people owe themselves to mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. Not just uh, for the genre. Yeah. But for, like, you hit the nail on the head. Because the movie itself hits a lot of nails on the head. Yeah. Whether or not you know those nails are there, yeah. they're there. And uh, it's pointing them out, you know? And that's that's why it's beyond... It's like... To call it effective is an understatement. If you're really paying attention, right? Yeah. <clears throat> it's a great movie in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So for the genre, it's a bona fide edition, right? Yeah. And... Even more so, and I want to say something before I forget my train of thought. Yeah. Uh, you know, who better than, or like, it almost makes sense kind of after the fact that like, it would take the mind of like a comedian. Yeah. Right, to like dice it up and put it out there in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, these themes and these subtexts, to put them together, coalesce them and put it out there in a way yeah. that's whether people are understand what they're going to get or not right they're going to get it mm-hmm. it's going to be given to them yeah you know and it's going to be there mm-hmm. you know well, and comedians uh, are social commentators exactly so what better you know than have a comedian give you a social commentary precisely yeah. man in such a way like like i said effective like that's yeah. like the understatement mm-hmm. like it's just to be able to do that creatively like that yeah that's that says something yeah and um yeah, it's it's definitely up there. It's like a modern classic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really not much you could. And again, Jordan Peele like his first movie right yeah. off the fucking bat. Yeah, it's it's an impressive feat. Um, yeah, it's a yeah. good one. Yeah, it is. It is, and again, like like The Exorcist and all the other movies are gonna. This one, like literally, you psychological horror. Mm-hmm. That that's that's. Again, we say there's another genre that if it gets in your head. That that's the scariest part because being things that get into your head that's scary. Being in your head exactly. is scary. That's why I sort of meant by like coalescing all the elements. Yeah, it, like he made sure to check all the boxes, mm-hmm. right, and then put his creativity 
in there, and uh, it's there's it's a prof, like a profound thing. Yeah, you know what I mean, and to be able to pull it off with that kind again, I hate to go back to the word effectively as as it did. Yeah, because it's subtle. It's not yeah. like browbeating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's one of those movies that again people owe it to themselves to yeah. see it mm-hmm. um, and a lot has come from that movie yeah so right there if you can say if you can easily go back to a movie like, well this comes from that yeah that should solidify what that movie says mm-hmm. or where that movie stands I should say yeah you know so yeah, that's definitely one of those movies especially something like that in any I think in any other person's hands it wouldn't have been as effective as it was in Jordan Peele's hands so, yeah, watch it. It's on, I think it's on Amazon Prime. I think you ought to rent it. Because of the, what, if you haven't seen it, watch it. If you've seen it, watch it again. Right. <laughs> watch it again. Um, Pat, your next selection. Okay, uh, well, so you actually mentioned, so I did, I don't, I, okay, so, I'm sorry, I'm taking a second to oh, open up okay. my, a little mini list here. Yeah. You did mention one of my honorable mentions, which I, I struggled. I wanted to put it on the list, which was They Live. Yeah. Now, I'm still on the fence about it just because I don't know actually why I'm on the fence about it. Yeah. I should just put it on my list. Okay. Um, well, because I want to... <clears throat> the next one I wanted to go is with The Thing. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with that one. Oh, John Carpenter's The yes. Thing? Yes. Okay, John Carpenter's cool. The Thing. All right. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a one of one of the earlier one of my earlier mm-hmm. uh, horror movie memories. Uh, definitely one of the first ones I saw. You know, mm-hmm. first saw it when I was younger. Definitely had an impact. Surely, I'm sure that you know at that age, that played a big part mm-hmm. of having having that the impact that it had yeah. on me. You know, because you know when you see things when you're younger, yeah. it's just so much, especially in this genre, mm-hmm. um, that could have quite the imprint and that movie is has all the elements i mean you want to talk about leaving an imprint mm-hmm. you know and it, i love everything from the the setup is so classic to me and uh, i love the atmosphere mm-hmm. of the movie uh, i think the acting's top notch i think kurt russell's like spot on yeah. john carpenter his guy, right? Yes. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, he's, he's, I think he's the man in those roles. Yeah. And, um, again, I think he's like, who else could do that? Who could, who could do the, that kind of role? You know, like he's perfect for that. And, um, again, I love the cast of characters. Yeah. Um, the whole, like I said, the setup, the atmosphere of the movie and how it digs in. Um, and again, it plays the, uh, those things that like you, we just talked about these movies mm-hmm. they're at their best when they get deep deep inside you yeah and that's part of what the thing is about these guys are just ice they're in isolation and it's literally it's like the most simple setup is like they're they're isolated and all of a sudden there's this thing it's the yeah. thing and um just uh, paranoia and who can you trust right 
I mean, it just goes back to what you were just talking about. Like, you can't really trust, you know, and it yeah. plays upon those fears, yeah. those deep, deep-seated fears. And on top of it, there's this crazy alien monster Yeah, that's actually <laughs> a threat, right? Yes. And, it's, and so, to me, it just, it, it's, it's, it's fun, it's thrilling, yeah. you know, and uh, I think Kurt Russell's a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love the whole atmosphere of the movie. That isol- that sense of isolation, the, the setup, the, the way it it puts you there. I feel there with him, kind of yeah. dug in, hunkered in, and you feel that sense of claustrophobia. Yeah. You feel that darkness. You can almost feel the cold, and uh, everybody's all just at their wit's end. You kind of feel already, and all it takes is this this uh, weird, 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 otherworldly thing that they they come across yeah um yeah and yeah. flamethrowers yeah awesome. <laughs> that flamethrower scene is awesome I, I really love the special effects in that movie that, i that can't even something. go i mean yeah, yeah dude i mean i, I can't even i didn't even mention it but that's yeah. like really i mean if you know the thing i shouldn't mm-hmm. even have to right it's like yeah you know the effects john carpenter it's just like yeah, it, it, it was like really like especially during that time, and they hold up even today. Yeah, like it, I think it's so. much much um, steps forward they've done in special effects like till now. Like they they're bringing people who are not alive back to alive doing scenes like like there's writers and actors. Well, the writers' strike ended. But the actors are still on strike because of AI. Right. And then you go back and watch this film. And you're like, man, the special effects really hold up in this film. And, uh, yeah, it's it's that claustrophobic kind of... Because you're in... Like, they take the setting and you're in the Arctic. Like, you step outside for a long period of time, you are going to die of frostbite. Yeah. And you're all stuck in this one place... <laughs> With an alien, and you don't know who the, the alien's right. taking a, a human shape, and you don't know which one of the people that you're in here in this place in the Arctic with is that alien, mm-hmm. and you're just like again, it's like like get out, paranoid. Who yeah, the hell? Paranoia. That's what. Yeah, we're paranoia. It's like who the hell is the alien? <laughs> and and like. Yeah, it's it's that creepiness. It's that that cla- yeah. again that claustrophobic creepiness that you're just like, oh god, oh god. And it, wasn't it a remake? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a remake, and like remakes. Have I've never seen the original. Yeah. Actually, I've never seen me, the original. me either. I've never seen the original. And like remakes, they tend to like suck more often <laughs> more often than they are good. And this one just surpasses the original one. And it's done by John Carpenter. Yes, John Carpenter, one of the masters of horror. And, yeah, it's just like, wow, all these elements together, you're just like, oh, crap, man. (laughs) Can I turn this movie off? (laughs) Let me gather my thoughts. Like, holy crap. Like, yeah, I... Yeah, you mentioned the thing. I didn't think you were going to mention the thing. I was like, holy crap, yeah. Yeah, the thing is one of my... It, and again, it's one of those old-time favorites for me. So yeah. definitely left an imprint early. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I'd seen it, like, what I would think about if I saw it later, like yeah. as an adult. I don't know. I think I would feel the same way mm-hmm. because I feel that strongly about the movie. But I do know that it definitely, definitely was one of those... I saw it early on, and I couldn't shake it. 
Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know if I, I probably didn't see it all in one sitting when I was a kid. Yeah. Who knows? I really don't remember, but I know I, I saw it early on. And I always, whenever it comes on, I always revisit it. I had it. I don't have it anymore on DVD. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it's streaming um, somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, it's not maybe an all-time great, but I think it's worthy of being up there. Yeah. Certainly in, in the realm of remakes. Because yeah. for me, even though I've been long aware of the original, this is the definitive version of the thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's been others since. Are there, I, I think there has been a prequel. There was a prequel. Okay. Yeah, to to the thing. Okay. But um, it hasn't been. Um, there's no sequels or remakes of it. I don't. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this is pretty. That's pretty much it for me. You know, yeah. I would be interested to see how if they ever tackle it again. Yeah. Uh, how that would go, but uh, for me. Yeah, because the ending, you're just like. What? Right. What, what, what happened? <laughs> you get out. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. So. For me, yeah. definitely, on my list. The yes. thing. Yeah, the thing again. Watch it. Uh, we say that with all these. Ones. John Carpenter's thing, nineteen eighty-two, yes, I believe. Yes. Um, I'm going to stay in the eighties for mine because this one is like like the thing with you. This one was one of the first. Well, not really one one of the first, but it was like one of the ones, not the first horror movie I saw, mm-hmm. but one of the ones that just really stuck at me because I was a kid, and yes, this is a lot of nostalgia with it, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's still at parts like it, it's not. I don't think it was creepy. When I was a kid, I thought it was creepy. Mm-hmm. Creepy and scary. Um, and now it's, I look at it in nostalgia, it was like, man, this is a pretty good homage to past horror films. The film, it came out in 1995, it's named Fright Night. Um, if you're not too familiar with Fright Night, yeah, they remade it with Colin Farrell in right. 2009 right. And, and the late uh, Anton uh, Yeltsin. Um, not talking about the remake. I'm talking about the original Fright Night. Um, the premise of it is that a kid in a suburban area um, thinks that his neighbor that just moved in next door is a vampire. And come to find out, yeah, the neighbor <laughs> is a vampire. <laughs> and he's stuck in this conundrum of trying to kill this vampire because this vampire figures out that the kid knows what he really is. So the kid, high school, and I kid, high schooler, young man, goes to find a old um, hammer-style vampire killer <laughs> to help him kill this vampire because no one believes him that this guy next door is a vampire. Um, and even the old hammer-style movie actor portraying a vampire killer who's on a public access channel hosting um old horror films, including himself, films that he was in, uh, figures out that the kid is right, but the actor is not as courageous as he plays his vampire kid. He's really a coward, and they've got to suck it up and have to go kill this vampire. Um, this movie is awesome. <laughs> it's awesome on so many levels. It's, it's awesome on the fact that you took the vampire... Which at the time was kind of passe, mm-hmm. especially that part of the eighties. Right. And yeah, they have vampire films has this phase that comes and goes. Right now we're in the not there's not that many vampire films, especially after Twilight. <laughs> For those who had to sit through those films and books. Not even gonna go on that one. <laughs> that direction. Um 
the vampire phase in, in Go, phase, vampire films phase of goes it's like it's really popular and then it goes really down mm-hmm. and it gets really popular. This came out at a time where it was really down because it was a lot of slasher films coming out during mm-hmm. that era. Right, um, right, right. And this made the vampire cool again. Somewhat. Mm-hmm. And it was clever how this film director did it. It did it. It was Savage Steve Holland, I believe it was a film director. Um... Because it's 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 this embracing the eighties because it's pure eighties, mm-hmm. right? Um, and also it gives homages to the old Hammer films mm. uh, back in the the sixties and seventies. Like you have the um, vampire killer who's named Peter Vincent, who is which you think of his name Peter Vincent, which is combination of Peter Cushing and Vincent Price, mm. um, playing this Peter Cushing type vampire killer on TV. And also, it, it gives homages to, like, um, the local TV horror movie hosts, like Spinguli. Right, right, right. We know, like, Spinguli or um, Vampira back mm-hmm. in the 60s. And even now, like, Spinguli's still going on. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, Spinguli's still going on. Or Joe Bob Briggs. Right, right. Like, who's still around now on Shudder. Um, them hosting these horror films and stuff. And it gives... That homage to that, um, the uh, homage of the 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 vampire being not only this um, sleek, sexy mm-hmm. type, like all the girls, like oh god, I'll just let him bite me, and then turn into this ravishing freaking monster killer and stuff. It's mm-hmm. just so many levels of it, and it's so cool. Like I remember watching it the first time. I watched it, and afterwards, I got so scared, I literally thought my neighbor could have been a vampire, and I bought a pair of binoculars spied on my neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) Spied on my neighbors. Like, my neighbors, we got a bag of, like, late at night on a Friday night with a bag of Doritos sitting (laughs) on the chairs, watching the neighbors, like, yeah, it get me. (laughs) Got a cross on one side of the room, like, it it get me, and a steak, not an actual steak in a heart. A raw piece of meat. Oh, <laughs> like, cause I thought, oh, that's a steak. This, this is. <laughs> What's oh, Nick doing? Oh, he's just <laughs> yeah, he just right night. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, he would. <laughs> and it, like terrifying. And then like growing up, it's just like, man, this is like just a cool movie. Right. Yeah. Like this is I like can a see that movie. for sure. Like this would be like a drive-in movie. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly what I was yeah. thinking when you were describing. Like it's a drive-in movie. It's like like one a uh, like um, midnight showing movie, which it probably has in different areas. It's not right, right. the area we are now, but yeah, it's just all these levels. I mean, it's so cool, and look, it's it's really this cool movie, and. Okay. Uh, yeah, what, you got any thoughts? Well, uh, my thoughts are not as nuanced as, yeah. as yours. I mean, I, I know the movie. We actually watched it not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Friday Night is definitely one of those... I, I'd like to hear how you describe it. It's yeah. definitely a nostalgia trip in those ways. Yeah. And uh, I hadn't really thought about it that, that way. So it's definitely a lot of layers there. Yeah. So And I think the timing, like you mentioned, is really interesting for that type of movie to come out. And yeah. I hadn't considered that either. You're right, we're about the ebb and flow, or yeah. the rise of, not rise and fall, but yeah. that sort of, with vampires, movies and the popularity, kind of goes up and down. Yeah. <clears throat> Waves, I guess you could say. And then, uh, yeah, you're right, the 80s was a big, that wasn't the time for that. Yeah. 
and uh, it's a different kind of movie for that era, for sure. It yeah. definitely stands out like that. It's its own thing. It's unique. Yeah. Um, and it definitely has the longevity of being a classic. Mm-hmm. But I know it's a lot. It's up there. It's If you know kind of what you're talking about, yeah. like you said, you mentioned these homages, and uh, it's it's one of those like movies that you have to, not in the know, but you yeah. know your horror, you know your film. Yeah. You know, you know about all these elements, mm-hmm. so that's a key entry. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think one of the cool parts about that film is like they they like Peter Vincent is showing in in the movie. Peter Vincent is showing his movies in on his show, and like they actually made those films just for him, like like little clips, not the whole film, but little clips mm-hmm. inside the movie. That was a pretty cool play, like scene uh, scene. Like one scene is that he's trying to stop this in in the in his movie that he's hosting, uh-huh. trying to stop this female vampire from biting this guy's neck, and they got some of the cheesiest dialogue in the world. And he he comes up and stops her, and she's just like like Who are you to interrupt my nightly feeding? He was like, and he saw dramatic and pausing. He's like, I am Peter Vincent, vampire killer, and he holds the stake. He has a stake in his right hand and the hammer in his left hand and the in the sharp end of the stake is pointed towards him. <laughs> and he goes, and the vampire's all scared, like, oh God! And <laughs> starts running towards it. And running towards the vampire and I go, Stanger was like, Hi, uh, what? <laughs> the, the little things in uh-huh. that film. <laughs> and and the vampire, the guy who plays the vampire, Chris Sarandon, mm-hmm. um, he, he probably people who know him would know him from the Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Uh, before our generation, well, before us, it it would be uh, Dog Day Afternoon. Right. Um, I think he was the ex husband of Susan Sarandon. I let that. I let her go. <laughs> yeah, what happened there? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, the the guy who plays Peter Peter Vincent, Roddy McDowell. People know him from the original Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, I think it's got, um, Rainy Ragsdale is the, uh, main character, Charlie Brewster, um, the, um, neighbor, Marcy Darcy. Marcy Darcy. Yeah, from Married with Children. Yeah. He plays a girlfriend, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, oh, it, it's, yeah. it's not that many famous people right, in there, right, right. and it's a really, it's, it's a really small cast, but they, they do effective, um, acting in that especially for that film mm-hmm. and they, they, I think they still do conventions and stuff mm. the surviving one because Roddy McDowell passed in right. the 90s but yeah they still talk about it um, there was a, a direct sequel to that movie uh, when I think William Ragsdale and Roddy McDowell came back Friday Night Part 2 mm-hmm. which is also not bad okay. not as good as the first one but really not bad um, but hardly anyone seen it because the yeah. like Friday Night was distributed by Columbia Pictures, and he lost the rights for the sequel. And also, the original director didn't come back, but he did help write the script and gave it to I think it's some photographer, and he directed. It's not a bad sequel. Um, it's also free on YouTube. Fright Night mm-hmm. Part Two is free on YouTube, so you can watch at least the sequel on YouTube. Um, and like we talked about, they did a remake with Colin Farrell. Um, it wasn't bad. 
I'm not going to say it was it, it wasn't the original. They mm-hmm. did change it from like they changed a few things. The premise is still the same. They changed a few things. Uh, Colin Farrell is not bad acting in that film. Um, but it wasn't the like the original one. It's still pretty decent. Uh, film and they did do a direct to DVD sequel to that film, which was god awful. <laughs> and they did do a comic book series on the origins of the main vampire. Uh, his name was Jerry Dandridge, which was I, I read one issue and it was like, oh, this is pretty interesting, and I want to get the rest of them to read it. So yeah, Fright Night. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's one. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. I know you can rent it from Amazon Prime. It's not on Netflix or anything. Uh, but you can rent it on Amazon Prime for a fee. So uh, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll get to the rest of our list. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. All right, Pat, I think it was your turn. All right. your next film? Uh, well, the next one I'm going to go for, uh, I'm going to go with Poltergeist. Okay, all right. With Poltergeist. Again, another one that was sort of a late entry on my list. Um yeah. More of a kind of like a nostalgia pick. Yeah. Um, death again, going back to one of the earlier movies of the genre that I saw when I was young, mm-hmm. that really affected me. Um, again, the imagery, like as it you know, towards the end of the movie and stuff, and um, again, just that. I think this with the, you know, having a child. Yeah. As the main character, you know, it's really, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, and then being young, seeing it and um, playing on those fears yeah. and uh, just the thought that any, any of that could be at any remote way possible, you know, and it, I think it really plays upon a, a lot of those fears that a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. Um, it does a good job of setting up that sense of like normalcy when things are really not normal at all. And, um, yeah, I, for me, again, more of a nostalgia trip, but definitely one of those movies I think that sticks with people. Yeah. And uh, I think also very influential mm-hmm. in its own way. Because, yeah. you know, you can do a lot of movies that, again, have that same subject matter in it. Yeah. I think they all have some debt to, to owe to that mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. I, I like the fact that Poder Guys, it, it was Toby Hooper, right? Yeah, Toby Hooper directed the film. Yeah. Uh, Steven Spielberg produced it. Um, I, I remember seeing that in the theater when I was younger. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, that, that, that clown scene. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's was, what I'm saying. Yeah. There's a lot. To, when you're a kid and you yeah. see that, I mean, that to me was like, it's like the perfect worst movie to see when you're a kid. Yeah. To freak you out. Yeah. Because that's why I say it's more of a nostalgia trip for me. Like, I really, I'd have to watch it again. I haven't seen it. I didn't rewatch it in preparation or anything. Like, yeah. It was a late very late edition. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. I mean, you said it right there. I mean, that alone, right? That the whole yeah. clown thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it it plays a lot. Of, that's what I think of when I think of that movie. Yeah, it's kind of like The Exorcist for me, where these movies, I think, and have a lot more feelings initially mm-hmm. before I even get to think about the actual film itself. Yeah, and to me, Poltergeist one of the movies. Like, oh man, you know. And I think that's a mark of one of those movies that's really great yeah. in this genre. Like, if you're just had that emotion right, right away, mm-hmm. 
And then you can maybe think about, oh, yeah, I remember that scene. I remember that. That's more effective. You know, that's like, you know, really, I think the filmmakers would want to stick with with, uh, an audience. So that's what I always get with Poltergeist. Also, for me, a little like The Exorcist, I don't think I mentioned this, where, like, it's hard for me to kind of sit through now. Like, I can't really, like, sit down and watch it. Like, some of the other movies we talked about... And others that are not on the list, I could do that. Yeah. But uh, Poltergeist for me, it's just too creepy. It's just yeah. too like, you know, and it. Yeah, it's just creepy. Yeah. You know. So yeah. it, it's another. It, yeah, it's it, it's creepy on so many levels. Yeah. It, it, it's creepy on the fact that the premise is that you're in a home, and the right. home is supposed to be the safest place in the world, and you're not safe in your home. Um, a lot of films do that that's set in a home. But, yeah, this is one of the first that was like, dude, I'm not even safe in my house. I mean, Fright Night has that a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're not safe in your neighborhood. Right. Um, but, yeah, yeah, you're not safe in your home. The thing that could harm you, you cannot see. Mm-hmm. It, it's a poltergeist. It's definition, an invisible ghost. It's German for invisible ghost. You cannot see it. Um, the fact that um, the special effects in it. Again, another movie with great special effects that really hold up. Um, the special effects make it the experience even more creepy. Finding out the even the behind the scenes of Poltergeist. Right. We, I did an episode a couple of years ago where it's... Supposedly, I actually didn't think a, about yeah, that. That's true. There, there's yeah, supposedly a curse on them. I that forgot. Film. Actually... Yeah. Yeah, man. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Because the first... I, I saw Poltergeist 3 first. Mm-hmm. Actually, I saw that before I saw the original. Uh-huh. Both... Because Poltergeist 3, I think, came out like 89 or something like that. Yeah, it came out. And I somehow... we I Probably on rental right soon after. And then somehow I, I hadn't seen it. I didn't see Poltergeist. You know, it was mm-hmm. little. Anyway, so that was my intro to that. But yeah... And somewhere along those lines, I'd heard that, you know? Yeah. And you're right. I, the, I forgot about main, that. Element. Yeah, the main, the, the, yeah. the girl who played the main character ended up passing away. Yes. Uh, Dominique Dunn was murdered. Um, she played the older sister. She was murdered. Um, the, the, the supposed, like, they went out and got real skulls to do uh, certain scenes, yeah. the cemetery scenes and stuff. Um, yeah, a, a lot. Uh, the, the, even, like, those is not cursed. The, the premise of Poltergeist, he, Steven Spielberg wanted, like, because Steven Spielberg wanted to do an alien abduction. Well, not alien abduction, alien contact movie. Mm. Um, something a little bit more scarier than uh, Close Encounters of the right. Third Kind. Um, he was going to call it Night Skies. Um, and it was going to be based on another story that I covered on Weekend Weird, the, Hop- the Hopkinsville, mm. the Kelly Hopkinsville uh, goblins. Um, it was going to base it on that, and then that became ET. <laughs> but some of the scary elements of that story went into Poltergeist. So, so you got the nice story, the oh, right. ET, and we got the oh yeah, the story of the Poltergeist, and then you go get someone who's very familiar with horror, Toby Hooper, right? And you have him direct this film. 
yeah, this film was very unsettling. And it's not only that, that, that this film was unsettling, it's quotable. <laughs> that movie is quotable. How many times have you heard, this house is clear? <laughs> or, you right. moved the headstones, but you didn't move the damn bodies. You moved the headstones, right. but you didn't move the damn bodies. <laughs> Or, what is happening? I mean, it's quotable. <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah. Again, that effectiveness of just yeah. uh, the subtlety. Like you said, the home and it's not safe. Yeah. And the whole, the setup, the long draw. I mean, it, it, the payoff is, is more than satisfying. Yeah. Right? You know mm-hmm. I mean? For, for what it is. And, yeah, it, I think it's just, it's an all-timer. Yes, it is. <laughs> it really is. Um, yeah, and it was one that came up with three films um, in, in the series because it was successful, so you got to make three right. films. you got to milk the cow. Right. So it's no more. The sequel was a little more unselling. It was a little bit more... Uh, it was not as unselling as the first one because um, they tried to explain what the haunting was mm-hmm. and it, it got a little convoluted. It was okay. The third one, it was like... Huh. Right. Yeah. And then they remade it, and I didn't even bother. Yeah. <laughs> like, Same. I'm not bothered. I still to this day have not seen the remake, and I refuse to. I was like, look, this did not need to get remade. I think you didn't say, actually, you didn't really need the other two sequels. I think you said all you needed to say with the first film. Yeah, yeah, agreed. agreed. And it was like, oh. But yeah, that first film. I didn't even think of Boulder Guys. So you thought of Poder Guys. I wasn't even thinking about Poder Guys. Yeah. Like, man. oh, man. Again, a, a more yeah. of a nostalgia trip for me. But it, to, for me, that's, again, it's like the origins, right? We see a lot of these movies when we're young, <clears throat> and they stick with us. Even if you don't see them for years, I mean, some of them can stick with you like that. Like, I know for a long time I didn't. It wasn't like I saw Poltergeist and like when I was 11. I was like, i got to watch it again. Or, you know, it sticks yeah. with you. And you just see it through the years and. Poltergeist is one of those for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it just always was there. It's like, oh, my God, that's just, you know. And you see that with my picks. It's just when I see them when you're young. And, yeah. again, you hit the nail on the head with some of that imagery in the movie. So, yeah, to me, Poltergeist, I think, holds up. Yeah, it does. It really does. Huh? Yeah, so, Poltergeist is on the list. Uh, my third pick is a little bit more obscure um, it's kind of hard to find. Um, it, it, I think it might be on YouTube. Um, like, cause horror goes in many, like, has many different genres. Like, one one of the most popular ones the last recent years was the found footage genre. Right. I mean, not as so much now as it was the uh, but the found footage genre. This one, this my pick. This you could probably consider this the first one. Um, even though people will say the last broadcast is really the first found footage horror film, okay, this one predates that, and it's a remake of the original film. My my pick is Alien Abduction Incident at Lake County. It came out around ninety seven, and it has. A very interesting history. I did discuss it in uh, like a little bit in like other episodes. We talked about alien abductions years ago. Um, the premise, it, like 
it was me. I, 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 the director is skipping my mind. Actually, let me bring up his name. Okay. Um, it is a found footage film. Um, and how it was, I first saw it, is I saw it on UPN. Okay. Um, I didn't know it was a whole film. And how they did it on UPN was they were, this is, I discussed this in, um, the Roswell episode and also the Alien Autopsy, uh, episodes, uh, episode I did, um, UPN had um, bought the rights to this film, and they, one night, this is back in 98, mm-hmm. January of 98, mm-hmm. um, they had it after a, there was a vampire documentary of real life vampires that they walk among us. Um, documentary that was kind of serious investigative documentary as they presented and then afterwards they presented this film and they said this is possibly an alien a, a live like not live footage but footage of an actual alien abduction okay and they, it was cut into an hour and they showed this footage uh alien abduction incident in Lake county um that's what upn called it and I saw it, and I was like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. is this real? And come to find out, it wasn't. Right. But they kind of said it like, uh, like they saw the success of Alien Autopsy right, on right, Fox right. Yeah. a year or two before. And they presented it like, oh, this is Orson Welles' War of the Worlds type broadcast. And, like, yeah, people were calling into, like, Lake County, different Lake Counties in the country okay. to see who was like, what? to this family and it was just like look there's no the family is called the McPherson family okay. like the movie is called the McPherson tapes okay but UPN called it alien abduction incident in Lake County oh. for this for this I'm calling it alien abduction gotcha incident in Lake County but it's really called the McPherson tapes oh okay so um yeah people were calling it it was like kind of like the like the legend around the original broadcast of War of the Worlds by right right, right. yeah people were thinking that it's real and stuff like that um, and then I found out like a month or so later, it wasn't, it was, but I didn't find out it was a film. I didn't find out it was a film until years later. I was like, oh, this is a film. And I happened to get a copy of it and ended up watching it. And I was like, this is pretty effective. Mm. And like, especially like the, the time of, well, not really the, like we, we lived through the Blair Witch Mm-hmm. project um, when that came out and stuff and even later paranormal activity mm-hmm. um, and there was this discussion like oh the foul footage genre of horror was like oh well it was the last it was the brothers project no it was the last broadcast it was like no it was this mm-hmm. and how they presented it UPN was clever but then watching the actual film unedited I was like man this is pretty effective okay this is pretty effective I mean there's parts of it where you can look and just go Mm -hmm. huh it was like no but like as a film like this is pretty effective and then come to find out this is a remake like the same director redid it 
did the same film in the 1989. And it really wasn't wow. distributed anywhere. Uh, like, it was just, like, at conventions and stuff like that. Okay. And then he got a little bit more money, um, and he remade it. And I was like, man, this wow. is what... The, the director's name is Dean uh, Alito. Okay. Or, uh, yeah, Alito. Um, yeah. This was literally effective. This is like, this, I, I keep saying it. This is the first found footage horror film. This was effective. Yeah, UPN kind of chopped it up to, to hell. Hmm. Well, not really chopped it up to hell, but they chopped it up. It was efficient enough in how they situated it. Okay. Was effective, but like the movie itself is really effective. Like, we see the Blair Witch Project in, like, because I was having this debate. I was like, okay, found footage. Mm-hmm. Like, what really found, like, paranormal activity? Yeah, it scared. The first time I saw it, it scared me, and the marketing was pretty, 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 pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't market it like the Blair Witch. The Blair Witch, that marketing was just wow. Yeah. And then you nasty. see the actual film, and it was like, it's a bunch of white people walking in the woods. What right, the hell's yeah. going on? I, I, like, dude, I'm getting motion sickness. Stop! <laughs> the paranormal activity was like, okay, we learned all their lessons from that. And it was like, okay. And this right. is a film they weren't supposed to release. They were going to redo it with known actors. It was like, no, this is good enough on its own. It was like, okay. And then the marketing of it. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, you got to see this film. Right. We're only going to release it in certain cities at certain times. Right. It was like, okay. They all pulled... From this film. Okay. They pulled it from this film. And like. If you're watching it. And you don't know. Because there's still people out there right now. That say that this is real. Wow. Okay. This is real. I'm like. Okay. <laughs> and at the time. The way UPN did it. I thought it was real. Okay. And a lot of other people saw it was real. And then. Like and watching it. It's unsettling. Because there's parts where. Like. Because it's first person, and you're watching this, and you're watching the family, and there's parts where, like, like plot, like, aliens come to uh, abduct the family in their home during Thanksgiving dinner. You're just like, the fuck? <laughs> where did that come from? Mm. That's effectiveness. This is like, shoestring budget, hardly have any money, how can we get scares, do it effectively. Now, some people would say, no, this is pretty cheesy. It was like, no, this is effective. This is effective filmmaking. It was like the guys who made, if not the guys who made the Blair Witch Project, but the guys who, the guy who made um, Paranormal Activity and any other movies that, that were found footage and came out had to watch this film and saw what they were doing. And that's effective because, yeah, it gives, and, and even with the the setting, you're in your house, it's mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, the whole family's here, all of a sudden, power goes out, mm-hmm. you go, go check the power, and you look down, and it's a UFO. And then you see beings walk out of the UFO, and they don't notice you at first. And you're watching it, so you can't believe it. Then all of a sudden, one sees you. You run back to your house and they start fucking with you. And then at the end, they take everybody. And people are disappearing during the thing. Mm-hmm. You think you and 
Like, yeah, it, 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 there's some common sense things. Hey, we got weapons. We're going to defend ourselves. And you think you're taking them down? It's like, no, this is a being from another world. They have better technology. And they're picking people off one by one until eventually they pick everybody off. And you're just like, and you're watching it. That's scary. <laughs> That's scary. It's like what? It's like the evolution of what scares me now. Like, mm. oh, it's not some bump in the night. Right. It's me being in my home and thinking I'm safe. Right. And I'm really not. Like Poter guys. And not only that, all these themes you're watching, how to make a film on a shoestring budget mm. and it be effective. So that's my one of my favorite horror films. Okay. The, it's called it's called the McPherson tapes. Okay. But it's also called Alien Abduction Incident in Lake County. Alright. Yeah, and now so the Alien Abduction Incident in Lake County, that's shorter? In the film. Yeah, that's the UPN special. Okay. That's them taking the film yeah. and chopping it into 50 minutes. Gotcha. And the whole film is, if you want to do it like that, the whole film is called the McPherson Tapes. Mm-hmm. But they're both interchangeable. It's both the same thing. Okay. And the original, and it's also the original, it's just called the McPherson Tapes. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, like you said, obscure. I don't know it. Yeah. I've never heard of it. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that UPN broadcast. Um, well, not a lot of people remember UPN, but <laughs> well, I do. Yeah, I do. I don't, I don't remember that. You know, I know we talked about the alien autopsy before. I remember that, <clears throat> but I don't remember that show. Yeah, it, it just that came, program. Yeah, because it it had low. Well, not that many people watch UPN. It had lower watch rates than the alien autopsy. Mm-hmm. The two programs, two or three programs they aired on Fox, Um, but it was it was coming off of like the the executives at UPN saw what Fox it did, and we all know now the the video alien autopsy is fake. It was like, what if we had something like that? Oh, this guy made this film, and they watched it. It was like, what if we chopped this up into fifty minutes? Mm. Well, we cut this part out, cut this part out, cut this part out, cut this part out. Edit this in, edit this in, and present it like it's real. Mm-hmm. And we'll stash it, well, not stash it, we'll show it behind a documentary uh, expose on if vampire or real vampires walking the earth. Mm-hmm. And it's just people cosplaying as vampires. Mm-hmm. That's a whole like, yeah, documentary that came on before. And, it was, and we presented this film as if this is real. Mm-hmm. We present it like this could be real. Okay. It was effective because some people believed it. Some people that saw it was like, "Yeah, this is fake." Mm-hmm. But yeah, you, it's like they, people think that everything's fake. Um, but yeah, this was effective. This scared the yeah. crap out of me. I couldn't sleep after I watched that. I couldn't sleep that night. <laughs> I'm literally sitting in my bed thinking, "Is someone watching me?" Oh my god. <laughs> Well, yeah, and I was seven, no, I was 16 when this came out. Oh, man. So, yeah, that didn't fuck with me. <laughs> that was definitely effective. Yeah, it was effective. And then finding out it's not real, it's not, and then watching the whole film, you're just like, 
man, this really is effective. Like, they didn't need mm-hmm. to cut this up. Mm-hmm. Like, it was clever how the way they cut, cut it up. But, like, watching the whole film, like, wow. And it's really no one that's anyone known actors. There's only one kind of known actor mm-hmm. uh, who she was in Entourage, if anyone remembers that show and stuff. But it was, like, no-name actors. Mm-hmm. It was just, yeah. I mean, the acting sometimes is just, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're faking it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was just like, man, this is pure freaking terror. And I thought it was, it was a hell of a lot more effective than uh, the Blair Witch. Um, I okay. think it's a little bit below like the acting and paranormal activity. The first one. I'm not talking about the other ones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. McPherson tapes. It, it might be on this version of it might be on YouTube. Um, the original version is not. Um, or you might find some clips of it. So if you had mm. any chance, check it out. Okay. All right. Pat, you're All right. Well, um, man, as we're talking through our list, it's making me think of all these other movies, and now I want to yeah. make substitutions. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm actually a little torn as to the one I wanted to go to next. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go with my original, original, which was actually, stick with Toby Hooper. I'm going to go with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. All right. So. I had replaced it with Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, okay. Not that they're interchangeable, but I mean, again, we're not ranking. Yeah. But just since Toby Hooper came up, you know, I, it, it, you know, I had to. That's kind of why I made the substitution. It's like, well, yeah. Poltergeist, and then I'll go elsewhere. But yeah. no, so yeah, again, for me, I've I've gotten the opportunity and taken the opportunity to watch the movie over the years, but again, like nostalgia trip. For me, all the way, um, because it's one of the few movies that really, really, again, I saw young, not as young as some other ones. Yeah. I think I was about like maybe 13 or 14, mm-hmm. but it just really scared me. Yeah. Honestly, it just scared me. Mm-hmm. Um, not ashamed to admit it. Everything about the premise and the setup and what the characters go through. It just scared me. Um, definitely, you know, can be. I can watch the movie right now, not yeah. have a problem with it. Yeah. But I think when you really think about that kind of shit, man. Yeah. You know, and we know about real life stuff. Yeah. And the inspir- you know, like it's it's again, it's just really, really beyond creepy and scary. You know, yeah. and uh, for me, it's one of those things that hits. It's the realism. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what affected me at the time because it was like, I had known about the movie, you know, it had such a legend, you know, and uh, it was a blockbuster rental. Yeah. That's how I saw it because I, had I hadn't seen it. I'd never yeah. seen it. So I went to rent it. Well, I was, you know, with my mom. <laughs> you know, I was there at yeah. Blockbuster with my mom, yeah. my sister. <laughs> I didn't go by myself on my yeah. bike or anything like that. Let me just rephrase that. I wasn't that independent at that age. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was definitely one of those things where like I could rent a movie if I wanted, you know, when we went. Uh, and so anyway, yeah. And it just was like... Uh, being exposed to that kind of realism and that type of... You've, if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. And just the look of it and... 
the aesthetic sort of, uh, I mean, that whole thing, man, it's just such a, I hate to use words like it, it's been talked about enough, right? Yeah. And, uh, for me, that's why it's on the list because of all those reasons. And it is, I think a genuinely scary thought, scary movie. Yeah. Um, it's just, it creepy and, uh, yeah, I love how it was made. Yeah. You know, to that I can't stress the realism of it enough. You know, that's just so affecting. And given the time when it, it came out and everything, again, another yeah. classic for me. Yeah. yeah, it may be scared, even more scared than the state of Texas. <laughs> that's saying something. Like, yeah, that's saying something a lot. I, I didn't see the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre until I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew about it. I knew of Leatherface and yeah. stuff, but I, I never actually sat down and watched it. And I watched it. I had to be like 24, 25. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it was unsettling. I mean, I was a little bit more desensitized to like that type of violence, but still it was like right. it, like the time it came out and what they were doing in it. It's not that many kills in it. No. Yeah, it's not that many kills not at, at all. all. But just how unsettling. And I thought it was just like leather, like like originally walking into it, just like, oh, this guy put it on a face right. of, like uh, of different victims he had and stuff. It was like, no, it's his whole family. Right, it's not even just the like, main thing, yeah. What the fuck? I was like sitting there like, what the fuck? And how it was shot and how it looked. It was a Gonzo style. It was like... Exactly, it yeah. feel like you were actually there. And you're just like, what the hell? Yeah, which I love. I love yeah. that style. It's just... That's mean again, like sticks with you. Like if yeah. you know that style, like you like you said, Gonzo, thank you. Like that just real just sort of like in you're there. Yeah. Like you're watching like somebody fucking filming this shit happening. And uh uh that's just, that's effective, you know, yeah. that that really puts you there. Yeah. It establishes that sense of uh, tone, is the, the time, the feeling of the place, Ooh. you know, and all those things are so important to that story cuz it's such a guttural, real, awful thing. Big, yeah. All of it, you know, everything, not just, like you said, there's not, like, it's not a bloodbath. You know what I mean? If you just know anything, like, Leatherface, it's iconic, yeah. you know that, right? I knew that at the time, but that's not what that movie's about. He's in it, right? Yeah, no doubt. yeah. <clears throat> but he didn't get his own movie till later, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like fucking... Everything about it is just so creepy and scary and yucky. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. And like, awful, man. Yeah. And the kill's awful. Yeah. You know, like. Like, like the, man, the few dude. kills that's in there, yeah. you're just like, what the? Oh, God. And they linger on it. Right. They're just like, oh. And like, yeah, that creepy, like, creepy, disgusting feeling being in there. Like, being that's in that like, house. Like, like, I didn't oh. know. Like, yeah, being there and they're all around the table and shit. Yeah. You know, like, going, like, when I. Saw it, you know, like you said, like Leatherface and, oh, okay. You think it's being one thing, it's not. It's like yeah. this long, this creepy-ass journey. Like, what the fuck's happening with these people? That, yeah. how, it's beyond scary. Like, you know bad shit's going to happen. Mm. And it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> I it think just, it's just awful, man. Just, it just, like... And there was a real Leatherface. Yeah, Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Yeah. There was a real person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you, it's like... It's like you don't even have to make up these movies. It's uh, so f- messed up, right? And yeah. so, like the f- the fact that you have a film and you're watching this movie, and somewhere in the back of your mind, 
this movie exists because someone was like, hey, there's this guy, Ed Gein. Uh, you know, and not the sim- that simply, right? Yeah. But there's an inspiration for that. Mm-hmm. And that is more scary than anything. anything. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. And he didn't have a high body count. <coughs> the things that, that, that Ed Gein did. Right. Eventually, we get an episode on him. Uh, it was just like, oh my yeah. God. I can't believe this person existed. Exactly. Exactly. And you take it, it's it's like, yeah, like, Ed Gein is, is, is an inspiration for a lot of films. Right. Um, and a lot of classic horror thriller characters. But you just like... Oh, but like, yeah, yeah exactly. Texas Chainsaw Massacre really captured that. Yeah. Like, be like, oh my God. Because, like, I, that scene, my first, I almost gagged watching that. I'm like, this is gross, man. I'm like, what? Oh. And, yeah, especially, like, they really capture that. And, in, 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 like, watching that movie, that whole experience, you're just like, Oh God! Like I think that's why I only seen it once. <laughs> yeah, it's not like yeah. I mean, like I said, I've, I've taken upon myself to see it over the years because it is like a classic to me. Yeah. But it's not an enjoyable. Oh, like, it's, a classic. Like, it's like it's like it's it's again. I think you owe it to see. It's a it's a. Uh, I was gonna say like a physically affecting movie, but you feel it. You know, you kind of yeah. see it and you feel it, and that's a testament to Toby Hooper. Yeah. Like putting it in your face. Yeah. Kind of like that. It's subtle in your face. It's not really jump scare. It's not really bloodbath or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just this awful badness in your face. Exactly. Yeah. So, and it's creepy. Yeah. There's some scary moments in them. Yeah. Like the entire state of Texas. <laughs> The state, uh, the state. Friends, uh, apologies to any friends or relatives yeah, we may yeah. have and are forgetting right now. Yeah, in Texas. But. In Texas, yes. It, it, yeah. But yeah, oh, yeah. Texas, Chase, I, I yeah. like, like it, it, it pops in a mind occasionally, and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. it's the only one that I really bothered with. There's so many others. Yeah, but you know that. I think that's the only Yeah, there's a remake, the remake, the sequels of the remakes, yeah. the sequels, the one with Matthew McConaughey. Not the one with McConaughey. <laughs> I refuse. I watched Which five seen. minutes. I've seen five, ten minutes of that. And I'm Who just else like, was it? Who else was it? Was it Renee Zellweger? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. You, I'm just like, what the hell are y'all? Dude, y'all must have really been needed money. It was hey, like, because it was the beginning of your career. So. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like, just like, yeah. It's like Jennifer Aniston being a leprechaun. That's You're just it, like, man. <laughs> That's it, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, Which my, brings us next on the list leprechaun, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be gold. <laughs> oh, God. Stay out of here, wicked. <laughs> oh. Fuck off, Willow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. My, my next pick uh, is a silent film. Come to think of it. And uh, it was like. Thinking about it, it's like, okay, do I pick this solid film or do I pick this solid film? Because I'm not picking, like, oh, it's a solid film. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's like, okay, which one do I more enjoy? My, my pick is Nosferatu 1922. Um, one, it's the best Dracula movie. Mm-hmm. Period. And Dracula has been done to death. Right. Literally. <laughs> right. It's done to death. It's a classic horror character. 
Um, everyone has their favorite version of Dracula. This is my favorite version of Dracula. And it's, if you know the history of Nosferatu, came out in 1922, directed by F.W. Murnau. Uh, it's considered one of the three German expression films that was done after World War One with Germany. It was right before the Nazis took over and it was really doing a World War Republic. Mm-hmm. And like you literally had these filmmakers that were giving expressions, not, not just of everyday life in Germany, but after the effects of after losing World War One. And you have the three the three ones they put up on the Mount Everest of German expression is Nosferatu, uh, the cabinet of Dr. Kilgari, which I was debating on which one, Nosferatu or Dr. Kilgari, do I pick. And uh, Metropolis. Now, everyone sees the, like, if you watch Metropolis, uh, everyone sees the influence, and all three had influence on film mm-hmm. afterwards. Like, you see the influence of Metropolis uh, in film up to this day. Uh, main one, Star Wars. Right. Um, the Captain Dr. Kilgari, how they did this, the, 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 the scenes and stuff, and how they filmed it. And especially with Nosferatu, how they filmed that film and um, how they pretty much you watching Louie, not really the real beginning of horror. I mean, there was other films, yeah. silent films that were made of horror films, like um, Thomas Edison made a, a, a Frankenstein film that was lost until recently. Um, there was a lot of silent films that came out that were horror that were lost until mm-hmm. time. Um, one of the most famous ones, even though it came out afterwards, after was London After Midnight. Um, this one, you literally, this is not only one, one of the best of horror, it is the best Dracula movie. Um, and all the characters are different names. And yes, there's characters omitted from, from the book, in this version, mm-hmm. like with other versions of Dracula, um, but this is the best one. And the the and even if you know the story of how they wanted, if the producers of this film wanted to do a Dracula, wanted to do Dracula film, and Bram Stoker's widow refused, right? Uh, because she still owned the copyright, and. Um, so they were like, you know what? We'll just film it anyway. We'll just change the names of the characters. And she successfully, once it came out, she successfully sued. Oh. And they had to destroy all, one of the terms of her winning the lawsuit. They had to destroy all the copies. Luckily, they didn't. A couple of copies ended up going in the, in the back. Uh, they ended up saving. Mm. And when she died, the right afterwards the copyright ran out and mm. they started putting them back out in production um well not production in circulation so okay. it's pretty much the story of Dracula and it's the way it looks and I'm not too fond of silent films to begin off with mm. um but this one is still kind of terrifying and it's terrifying in the fact of how it looks mm-hmm. but also of who plays Count Dracula or in the movie Count Orlock. Right. And the makeup that they did at that time. That version yeah. is still creepy to me. Agree. And the way it moves. <laughs> I only laughing yeah. because look, right? 
I laugh because it's so it is. It's called creepy. It is. Yes. I'm totally in agreement with you, man. Yeah. 100%. And how he moves and stuff. It is the words to it. Yeah. And it's still just like. <laughs> That's true. It's good. Of yeah. all the versions of Drake. Like, like, we're walking down the street. I walk into a version of Bella Lugosi. I'm going to laugh <laughs> in his face. Like, I am Drake. Right, right. Get the fuck out of here, man. Christopher Lee. Oh, right, well, right. he's... First, it's the late Christopher Lee. He's going to be a little taller than me. <laughs> but he's going to be like, oh, I'm going to take. I'm going to step back a couple of seconds. And I'm just like... Look, yeah, those aren't frightening. Like, like he's not frightening. Frank Langella. No. <laughs> Gary Oldman. I'll probably just say Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> it's like, Rome film you. <laughs> I walk away. This, if I ran into this version of Dracula, I'm running the other direction. Because, just, and you didn't have to say anything. Because it looks like a walking bat rat. Yeah. And that's scary to me. And, yeah. like, like it just like following it, and it's not that long of a film. And following the film, like yeah, you read the book Dracula, you know what happens. And following it was like, wow, this is this is something. And the way they shoot him, right, walking up like the, one of oh, the yeah. famous scenes they came up with him, the shadow of him walking up the stairs, yeah, like what the hell, yeah. <laughs> it's utterly frightening. Yeah, it's and. Like, yeah, it, 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 especially for a side film, it's a good movie. And it does exactly what it, 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 it wants to do. Give you the creeps. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, like, man. It, yeah, they remade it in 79. Wasn't as good. Oh, right. Yeah, they did remade it in 79. Um, the, the inspiration of it was, uh, of Count Orlock was in, like, video games, I think, Ghouls and Goblins, I think. Okay. Um, Salem's Lot. Uh, the original Salem's Lot. The, one of the vampires were based off Count Orlock. Um, and they're doing a, and they're doing another remake. Uh, the director of The Witch... Mm. Is doing it and okay. Count Orlock, I think, is being played by Bill Starsgard, I think. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Bill Starsgard, yeah. Uh, mm. But it, I don't, it, it might be good because I, I enjoyed The Witch, even though I didn't think it was a horror film. Okay. Or it was really suspense. It was just like watching people in the woods, but a little bit more dramatic than watching Dead okay. Player Witch Project. But I don't think it will top this one. Okay. And. Like, yeah, especially for, like, a movie that's over a hundred... Like, it's over a hundred years old. It still gives you the creeps. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's effectiveness. Yeah. And even, like... Like, like they even did a um, movie on behind the scenes, but, but what if he was really a vampire, Shadow of the Vampire? I really enjoyed, too. Uh, with uh, John Malkovich and William Dafoe. Absolutely. And I thought yeah. William Dafoe should have won the Academy Award that year. Yeah, Because <laughs> he was nominated. I agree. But Benicio Del Toro won it. But, um, yeah, he should have won it. I was yeah. like, William No, Dafoe. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But, yeah Both I, of those I saw in the theater, yeah. That was that should have gone to Dafoe. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. Doubt, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's creepy and it's good. 
And I like it, even though it is a solid film. But yeah, it's good. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I would agree with you, definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, One of the ones I have not seen a lot. Yeah. Um, In fact, I hadn't seen it until recently, as an adult, I should say. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's one of those movies, like you said, there's a lot that can just be pointed directly back to that. Yeah. And uh, some of the things that Murnau pulls off, film-wise, cinematically, I should say, is incredible mm-hmm. um, and you mentioned a couple of them uh, they're incredible to behold and watch mm-hmm. and uh, yeah he's not like a real person in that movie yeah. Max Shrek yeah. it, it's like what did you say a bat rat yeah. and that's perfect because yeah. it's as if it's like yeah it, it's as if he's just that character like that's just a character they found mm-hmm you know, it's not an actor doing a thing, even yeah. though, it, and that's that's so creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's timeless. Yeah. It's timeless. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. Yeah, it is. It really is. If you haven't had a chance to see it, I think, yeah, it's on YouTube. I know it's for free. I think you can get it anywhere um, and watch it. Like, yeah, just sit down, turn the lights off, mm-hmm. and watch it. Like, yeah, it is a silent film. Like, people have some subversives of silent films, including myself. Like, there were silent films I, I, I can't sit through. I sat through three hours of Birth of a Nation, and I literally wanted to beat somebody with a bat, <laughs> but on multiple levels. And uh, what they're covering, the fucking lies, the racism, and it's a three-hour-long silent film. <laughs> but this one, I can sit... This one in the cabinet of Dr. Kilgari, I can sit down, I can watch it, and it both films be effective, even mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Definitely, I wouldn't even think it's a thing that would... I would honestly say I don't think it would affect a watcher. Yeah. Like, don't even try to suspend... Like, try to suspend that. Like, that the fact that it's, it's a silent film. Because mm-hmm. uh, it operates more than that. Yeah. It operates more than... You're obviously watching a silent film, so you have to be in a sort of mode or a way to... No, it's just... That's why I think it's timeless. It yeah. really... It's... It delivers, mm-hmm. in other words. It just delivers. Visually, emotionally, you get it, yeah. it regardless of the fact that it's a sound film. That's my point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not distracting. Yeah. That, that You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm a, just, what a drag to watch this. It's, not, it's, a, it's yeah. not like that at all. And I could see that with other sound films because yeah. I kind of feel the same way. Yeah. It's not really my, you know. Cup of tea, yeah. Not my cup of tea. Um. But yeah, the performance of Max Shrek and that character and, and everything cinematically about that movie. So mm-hmm. I'm in total agreement. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, we're going to do uh, our honorable mentions and our last film. Uh, let's take this last break. Uh, we'll be right back, so stay tuned. And we're finally back. After that long commercial break. <laughs> I, I figure before we go into our last uh, pick, um, we do our honorable mentions. So, do you want to go first, Pat? Uh, I could do that. Yeah. Um, so, I think, so most of my honorable mentions, not most, a couple of them, I'm, the one that I'm going to mention in the honorable mentions, uh, actually just came to me during the, the discussion. I had yeah. a couple others before we started talking. Uh, but since they actually came up, so one I wanted to mention, and I 
kind of wavered. I wasn't going to mention, so I only bring it up because it came up. But I think it's worthy is The Witch. Okay. Uh, I really, I appreciated um, the effort and um, the accomplishment of the film itself mm-hmm. and what it, what I think set out to do because it certainly accomplished it in my mind of, of setting not just setting a scene but really putting you in that world yeah. and creating that sense of that sense of mistrust and dread yeah. if you will it's not it doesn't really permeate the film I think as you'd like if you're really craving that kind of thing mm-hmm. but to me it did Yeah, I can see it Perhaps not for some viewers. Yeah. But I really do think it's effective in that way where, like, if you take it for the story for what it is and the historical context, um, and given, again, going back to some of the things we touched about, you're in the home and the, the family and trust, you know, issues of trust and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, maybe not issues of trust. I put, shouldn't put it that way. But, like, kind of like what to believe. Yeah. What do you believe? What do we believe, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, fear yeah. and all that stuff. And all these very basic things. Fear, God, religion. Yeah. You know I mean? The, the beginning of the movie, they're cast out of the colony, right? Yeah. Because uh, she's supposedly a witch. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was just kind of affecting that way. It's like that touch of realism. Um, not touch, but just actually the movie itself. I mean, it, incredible job of just the realism, the... The textures, the tone, the look of it, the language. Yeah. I'm a sucker for language, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, so the dialogue I thought was really, really interesting. I mean, those are things specific to the movie and the storytelling of that movie. Yeah. But I, I taken as a whole, I thought <clears throat> think it's worthy of an honorable mention. Yeah. Because she ends up a witch. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. I mean, it turns out, hey, it's just real, I guess. She's up in the forest naked with a bunch of you know, other witches. You know, so like, 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 like wow, I guess that was all real, real, man. <laughs> Jeez. Like, can I come in? <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I want to mention yeah. that one. Uh, not like tops, tops for me, but I, I really yeah. appreciate like mm-hmm. what it what it is. Like, a, you know, the fact that that guy pulled it off. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you want to go back and forth. Yeah, we go back on. and forth. Okay. Um, I'm going to um, name my, one of my honorable mentions is uh, Grindhouse. The the double feature done by Robert Rodriguez and okay. um, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, Planet Terror and Quentin mm-hmm. it was Robert Rodriguez. And, That's a good one. Man. Yes. That's, those uh, are good ones. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, yeah, and Death I'm a little Proof. jealous of that pick. Yeah, <laughs> Death a good Proof. one, man. I originally had it on the list, but I was like, I got I got this movie and this movie here. I love the fact that they go back to the old trashy B movie right. horror yeah. films man. of of the 70s. You really called it on yeah. that. One. Yes. Cuz <laughs> I was thinking 70s. that too. I was like there's there's something I know there's cuz you know, I think we come from the same aesthetic and yeah. sort of like interest. So yeah, I love it. And, I'm sorry, Tinder. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, in the 70s, and, and they're both two distinctive different films. Like, uh, you got Planet Terra, this this, uh, this zombie apocalypse type thing, and everyone's going crazy, and there's action, and there's hot ladies in it right, and stuff. Right. And then you go to something as cerebral as Death Proof. Right. And you're taking 
like with especially with Death Proof, and Death Proof took me a little bit a while mm. to appreciate. Okay, and then when it did was like like watching it like the same like first time I watched it, I was like, okay, Planet Terror is totally better. Planet Terror is better. Okay, and then like then watching both of them again, it was like, man, Death Proof is really good because yeah. you're taking. Like we mentioned with the thing, Kurt Russell. That's what I'm his saying, dude. badass self, but this time it's a villain. Right. <laughs> and he's homicidal, freaking ex yeah. uh, stunt driver, killing people with cars. <laughs> Just his car. Like, oh yeah, this car is death proof. But to get the effects of it, you gotta be sitting in right. my seat. Yeah. And yeah, the dialogue goes a little bit better. But then you listen to the dialogue, you're just like, yeah, this is pretty decent dialogue. It's not like conversations people have all the time and it, like yeah, yeah especially with death proof it's like watching two different films it's like you're watching yeah. the stalker film the first part of it right. like him stalking these up. women and then the next one yeah. you're watching this revenge flick and something like yeah. some people might take it out of it. i'm like no this doesn't take me out of it because it's like yeah you're watching him be this villain be this fucking monster at right. the beginning, and then the second part, watching him get his just desserts because he didn't stalk the wrong women. Right, <laughs> right yeah. And then beating the crap out of him and killing him. And even with Planet Terror, just watching this digression of mm. of watching this this thing, you don't know what it is, this gas go up and people just go insane. Watching Josh Brolin just eyes melting and right. stuff and Bruce Willis sitting there. You're just like, Bruce Willis? Oh, and then, man. like, with those two movies and then the fake trailers. Right, yes. Machete? Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> Werewolf Women of the SS? Oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, like, Werewolf Women of the SS? Uh, Thanksgiving, which we're finally getting a Thanksgiving film. Oh, my God. I yeah, don't remember next that month, trailer. Thanksgiving? I don't remember that one. You remember? Oh my I don't God. remember that, that was, one. That was, to my, my opinion, that was the best oh, trailer. Oh, God. I got to see. I, well, this <laughs> yeah. whole time, I, like, yeah. I had to rewatch both of the whole feature. Yeah, because it's got the, the ominous, like, dark voice, like, this Thanksgiving, prepare to go home in a box. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. <laughs> and how cheesy it looks. And then, don't. And then, like, the fake, like, eat at... Such and such Mexican right, yeah. restaurant yeah. and stuff. It's like, wow, man! Like this yeah, is it's Tarantino this is, and Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, and, and, and even the man, guys I mean, who did the, the fake trailers. You got um, Rob Zombie yeah, and you, yeah. Robert. Well, Robert Rodriguez uh, ended up making Machete and uh, Edgar Wright doing Don't. And you're like, what is don't? It is just like don't. <laughs> and Eli Roth and Thanksgiving. Right, like, dude. oh my god. Like even like with oh, Werewolf Women the SS, that. like that that curveball they throw you at the end of that uh, trailer. Yeah, and Nicholas Cage as <laughs> Foo Bench. <laughs> like, this is awesome. <laughs> That's the one movie I don't want them to do. <laughs> Werewolf Women the SS, like, no. no Currently no, filming right no, now. No, <laughs> like, no. No, in this climate, no. <laughs> but yeah, you're just like, wow. Like, it's not so much creepy, so much as coolness. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yes. Planet Terror can be creepy. It's creepy. But the coolness of it. 
Like, like it's going mm-hmm. back, and especially a time where you just heard about it, just watching on TV, like all these grindhouse movies, like going up to the, watching the double feature at the theater, bringing your, right, your, your yeah. girlfriend or your friends and stuff, or watching it, uh, the double feature at the drive-in. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this put us in our parents' shoes. Like, oh, oh, okay, let's watch a crappy couple of movies and stuff. Right. Like yeah, Grindhouse, man. So yeah, your your next yeah. honorable mention. Oh man, well that's a good one. Yeah, those are those are two good ones. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta watch it. Yeah. Um, man, what was I gonna go with next? Kind of lost my train of thought thinking about that whole uh, the yeah. whole movie there. Uh, so I had the witch. Um, that's all I said, right? Yeah, the witch. So what was the? Oh my god, I'm so blanking right now, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, oh. So actually, it was more of a question. I was you. You actually brought up they live. Yeah. Now, that is one I would include, but I don't know if I actually would include, oh, which yeah. is why I'm hesitant to even make it an honorable mention because I don't know if I, I would consider it in the horror. I, I you know, kind of a know. little bit because it, it's like an alien body snatchers type thing. Yeah, like, and that's the like weird I, part I, about it for yeah, me. Yeah. I don't know why I'm making, I'm having such a disconnect, but mm-hmm. I want to put it. See, it was going to be on my original list, mm-hmm. but I questioned myself about should I? Because, and I think I'm overthinking it, is basically my point. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to go with it because it is one of my favorite movies of mm-hmm. all time. Now, I think my hesitancy was just because I think. I think of it more than that, but you're right. That's what yeah. it is. It's a body snatcher movie. Mm-hmm. And that's why I want to make it the honorable mention because yeah. I think it really, it's a strong, like, it's not like the best film ever. Yeah. <laughs> but I think for what it's trying to say, I think it says it. And um, I think Kurt Russell should have been the lead. I'm sorry. Roddy Piper was perfect. I'm sorry. I he think, was perfect. I think it would have made it a different movie for yeah, sure. Yeah. Definitely would have made it perfect. In that regard, yes. Roddy Piper was perfect. Yeah. However, man, I kind of want to see that movie. I want to yeah. see Kurt Russell in that role. Yeah. Not now, but yeah. if, if it Back was in that yeah. in that vein. Yeah. Of of that type of carpenter Russell pair, you know, I think it would have been a different kind of movie. Yeah. Who knows? But I love They Live. I think it's super strong in its messaging, and, and it's it's cool to me. Yeah. I just love everything about it. Um, those glasses oh, yeah. and everything, <laughs> the effects, all of it. Yeah. So that's my honorable mention. Again, it, I had that weird, like, oh, I don't know if it would be considered, but yeah, you're right. You're right. It's just a body snatcher. and um, Again, I, all the commentary goes without saying. Yeah. I think it... I think it's a worthy view. I yes, really do. I think it gets lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know how much it's actually thought of. In terms of, like, you know? in terms of wrestling fans, because Rowdy Piper was a professional wrestler. And, yeah, right. going back to professional wrestling. Yeah. No, it's, it, a, but it's, that's a it's, huge part it's, of it. W- yeah, it's one of the greatest performances by a professional wrestler. I would agree. It, it, it and really, also, full disclosure... Yeah. Big reason why I was, again, a nostalgia trip. Because mm-hmm. that was a big reason why I was interested in the movie in the first place. Because yeah. he was starring in that movie. Yeah. So I remember when that movie came out. Mm-hmm. And that it's been with me for a long time. It, 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 yeah, especially watching that movie. Like, you, you just go, Roddy Piper should have been a bigger movie star than what he was. Um, 
Yeah, they live is probably his his best role. Mm-hmm. It gives off one of the greatest lines <laughs> in the history of cinema. I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> I love that line, and I love the subtlety of it, and especially the fight scene between him and Keith David. Oh yeah! Oh god! Epic! I love it. Epic. <laughs> you Epic put on man. these glasses, and you're gonna see whether kiss my whack, <laughs> and they beat the crap it's out like- of each other. 15 minutes, yeah, man. It's like a long minutes, It's not that yeah. long. But I mean, yeah. That's a, yeah. yeah. I love that movie. Again, it, a little bit nostalgia, but yeah. Yes, it is. And I, 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 again, I love um, They Live. Um, my next honorable mention, other than that car horn, it's kind of a little surprising. There we go. Um, mine is Friday the 13th. Part six. Okay. Jason lives. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. And it's a little like out of all the Friday the Thirteenth, why would I pick mm-hmm. that one? Is because of how ridiculous it is. Okay. It's you take the character of Jason and you turn him into the super zombie, and. This the kills in it are just absolutely ridiculous, okay. and it's entertaining. It's like that was like the first Friday the Thirteenth film uh-huh. I sat through all the way. That was the first one, okay. And I enjoyed myself from the beginning to the end. Was it sc- that scary? No. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Was it absolutely ridiculous? Absolutely. Was it implausible? Yeah. <laughs> but was it fun? Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Yeah. It's a simple formula. Like, Jason yeah. comes into Camp Crystal Lake, finds out that people are still there. Like, first they have to resurrect them because they did kill them in three. And because mm-hmm. people were not... Again, I don't, you should have seen the films that have been out for so long. <laughs> like, uh, right. four... And, no, did they kill him before? I don't remember. Yeah, I think they killed him finally killed him before. And um no, it was four. Five was someone impersonating Jason. Okay. Uh to get revenge on his son being killed. Um and like the end of five kind of led off to Tommy Jarvis possibly becoming the new Jason. So six, they just threw all that shit out. It was like, let's just bring back Jason Voorhees. So they end up, Tommy Jarvis ends up accidentally bringing back Jason Voorhees and he just goes on a killing spree. And it's fun. The kills are fun. They're like, who didn't see that one coming? Yeah, oh, okay. that was good. <laughs> oh, that was like, and it's fun. The movie's funny. And go. it doesn't take itself seriously. That's my favorite of all the Friday the 13th because, like, Jason Voorhees, I don't think that much of that character. Yeah. And that hard, like, yeah, he's on a lot of lists. Like, yeah, like him, like Freddy and Pinhead right. and Michael Myers yeah. and stuff like that. Or Leatherface. Uh, but this one was fun. Okay. Part six was fun. <laughs> it was really fun. So, yeah, that that's my favorite of the Friday the 13th ones because it just goes outlandish. Okay. And, yeah, it gets even more outlandish. Him fighting the Carrie fucking ripoff and... 
him going to Manhattan, which was really Canada, <laughs> and him in space. <laughs> oh, God. And it just gets more ridiculous. In this, you can see the start of the ridiculousness with that character, but they, like the start of it is the most fun. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, Friday 13, part 6. <laughs> Sounds like the formula mention. right there. Yeah. Sounds like, and I, I trust that judgment. So, yeah. and I, I was gonna ask if you think that was maybe that turning point for that franchise where it that went was, from okay, yeah. we can't do the dark and the real anymore. What's yeah. up, big guy? And uh, oh, you know, oh, we got to go in another direction. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. All right, uh, I had a small commercial interruption. <laughs> uh, we're back. Uh, Pat, do you have another one or just? Uh, I got one more. Honorable I know you. Mention. I know you got one more honorable mention. Um, I had one. I did have a legit one, but yeah. it slipped my mind. That's part of the reason for that commercial break. Sorry, yeah. folks. Um, my bad. Um, again, a lot of ideas and a lot of movies that are popping up. So, yeah. it, I blame that. There's yeah. just a lot going on. I was like, oh yeah, this one, this one. As we're talking, I'm thinking yeah. about a d- bunch of different movies because there's actually. Um, I mean, I could come up with a couple, actually, really. Like, one, for example, I'll do a couple maybe fun ones. Just, like, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Ah. (laughs) I mean, that, I know it's kind of oddly, like, people know it. Yeah. I always thought it was, like, one of those weird things where, like, I don't remember where I first saw it. Yeah. It was, like, Late Night Cable. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I kind of first saw it, too. And it was, like, you know, oh, we first moved out here and we first got cable at like 10 or yeah. 11. It was like that early on. It was like, what the, the fuck? You know, like, huh? And, uh, and like for a long time, you know, I'm thinking like I, the only person who ever saw this movie, right? Yeah. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, and for a while, it seemed like I never really heard, you yeah. know, growing up in the 90s. But then eventually, obviously, yeah. Killer Clowns is a thing. People know about it. it and I think rightfully so. It's, it's utterly ridiculous, but yeah. I'll give definitely have to give that an honorable mention for me because uh, no knew or found out about that movie a long time ago, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, good fun. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. So another one I'll I'll say since I didn't touch upon any zombie stuff, I'll say Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I think that was a yeah. cool, fun, yeah. fresh. You know, fresh take. take. Yeah. Uh, really funny. Always entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll catch it sometimes on cable and I'll watch it. I'll see parts of it. It's always good. And obviously, you know the creator. So. Yeah. I mean, not you know him, Nick, yeah. but we, <laughs> yeah. we know who he is. You know. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, I wish. No. Yeah. Uh, Simon Pegg. Yeah. Correct? No, well, or, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg was the star. Uh, Edgar yeah. Wright was yeah. the writer. The writer and the director, yeah. Director. Yeah. And, uh, you know the pedigree there, yeah, and uh, smart, fun, mm-hmm. right on, t- uh, right on, uh, hit all the right notes. Yeah, you know, perfect, perfect send up, like just everything you'd want. Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell made by uh, fans. Yeah, you know, so yeah. Um, well, I think my last one. Do have a couple? Uh, Jennifer's body, I enjoyed, and especially like it, the fact that people are appreciating the movie now more so. Um, that and getting the sub the sub uh, the, the overall message of the film, even though my interpretation of it is a little different than other people's interpretations of it, uh, particularly young young uh, girls and feminists. Um, one another one is obscure is uh, another found footage film. 
WKUK Halloween special. It came out a couple of years ago. It did a little run on Shudder. It was pretty much like um like old like like a newscast mm-hmm. where like after the news like oh it's a Halloween special we're going to this haunted house and supposedly this this guy killed his family in okay. and stuff and it's also it's kind of like Grindhouse a little bit it's kind of a combination between Grindhouse and like uh, Blair Witch Project mm-hmm. and stuff um, um, McPherson tapes they have fake commercials like the type of commercials okay. you'll find later on television like yeah. hey horror fans call 1-800 uh-huh. and hear the new horror or like oh come out to the such and such arcade and stuff like local TV yeah, yeah. stuff and you're okay. watching this news report uh, of this news report this reporter going in for doing this fluff piece but it's a whole special like going to this haunted house gotcha. and he brings um, uh, uh, uh paranormal investigators two paranormal investigators and a priest and then you find out that that the priest is not really a priest he's an actor and the paranormal investigators and stuff and it has a, like a twist ending at the end and stuff and it's very clever it's a very clever film it, it again you like because with found footage it's hard to sh- like fool people mm. but this was like oh this is pretty clever <laughs> how y'all did this so that that's another film and I guess my last honorable mention would probably um God to think of a good honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I would be remiss if I didn't say the the, the hammer films. Like their their taste their take on like uh Dracula, Frankenstein, the Wolfman, uh the mummy and stuff, their their films back in the 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 sixties and seventies. Uh they pick up the, the the ball from Universal, who were getting away from the, the old horror films and stuff, um, and they pick it up and they they ran with it. Yeah, towards the end they got a lot cheesy and stuff, but there's some like really good gems in there, uh, like like the horror horror of uh, the horror of Frankenstein or uh, House House of House of Dracula Dracula. Uh, mm-hmm. AD 1972. Those are some good gems, and like you got Peter Cushing, and and Christopher Lee in most of the films and stuff. Okay. And like yeah, it you gotta give honorable mention to that. So, yeah. did you have any more honorable mentions or no? You want to get to um, the last film? Last, well, man, I, I yeah, you know what? Honestly, yeah, could probably go on for a while with honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, one last one that, um. I'll throw out a vampire one. Vampires. Ah, John Carpenter's John vampire. Carpenter's vampires. Yeah, yeah. That's a, for me. I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. I thought again, good fun. Yeah. Good effects. You know, James Woods was killer in the in the lead role. Yeah, and um, now he's insane now. But hey, well, he know, was good then. <laughs> yeah, he was he was good in it. You know. Yeah. Um, who was the female lead? Sherilyn Fenn? Yeah. She was hot. Fenn. Yeah, she was. You got a uh, Baldwin brother in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Daniel Baldwin. Yeah. James <laughs> the, the forgotten Baldwin. Baldwin. <laughs> with James Baldwin. Like, I'm Baldwin too. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, so I always like that one. I haven't seen it in a long time. But, yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's on cable once in a while. I yeah. Think. But, uh, yeah. Un- underrated. Vampire film. I thought like, so. Underrated. I thought so. Yeah, it's really underrated. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so you're talking, yeah, vampires. Like, um, yeah, just one more. Um, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I got to enjoy Kenneth Branagh's take on it. 
Okay. Mary I never Shelley's saw it. Yeah, it's it's never actually pretty, it. it came out after Dracula, Francis Ford Coppola and yeah. stuff and like yeah, it's got its yeah, his issues, but still people remember it. But yeah, Kenneth Branagh's take on Frankenstein and him also playing Frankenstein and like Robert De Niro playing the monster. Right. That That's that true. was just, yeah. And it's directly, directly from the book and Helen Bottom Carter's in it and Ian yeah. Holmes in it and Tom Hume's in it and stuff and, and John Cleese. Oh. John, yeah, yeah, he's he's the uh, one of the professors. That gives Frankenstein the the, the um, really pushes his research over, but doesn't want him to go for it with his hmm. research. John Cleese in a serious dramatic role, and he's really good in it. Yeah, um, that's that's another one. Mary, uh, Mary Shelley's hmm. Frankenstein. Okay, all right. So you want to go on your last last year? Okay. Uh, well, for my last one, let me consult my list here just to make sure I'm on track. Okay. Um. Well, my last one, I'm going to go with another one that's definitely a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to go with the original Halloween. Ah, uh, I'm uh, seeing a pattern. John Carpenter. I mean, yeah. You know, and I didn't. Yeah. That was unintentional. Yeah. It truly, truly was. And I didn't realize until we were going on. I'm like, yeah. that's a lot of John Carpenter. Because uh, the one dude I did think I wanted to include was Wes Craven, uh-huh. which I didn't do. But that's okay. Yeah. Uh, and I guess... For whatever reason, that's how it turned out. But yeah, um, iconic. And I went with that for my list over Friday the 13th. Because mm-hmm. I think it's just... Even though so much is owed to the Friday the 13th. Yeah. And so much came from it. Um, and you could say the same with Halloween. But it's... Something has always struck me more timeless about Halloween. Yeah. And um, it's just like so simple. I mean everything from the title on down and it it encapsulates a lot of the things that we just sort of think about in a very basic way in a very scary way Mm -hmm. about halloween and about that day that night or and about being alone about being all this stuff we talked about you know places that you're supposed to be safe you, you know normal surroundings that are normal and what's scarier than a killer on the loose, a psycho, like it, and yeah, I gotta say, John Carpenter really does hit the right notes for me, literally, because, I mean, he does the music for his films, you know, and, I mean, that's, you can't get more iconic than that, Mm -hmm. the Halloween score, Mm -hmm. you know, so, for me, secret banger in the club, actually, (laughs) you get down to it, like, yeah, oh, like, get the knife in your hand, just like, (laughs) yeah, I got a beat to that, yeah, and uh, one I can definitely watch at any time, yes, I I, I, I would include Halloween on on my list, uh, because it's so iconic and stuff, but I I was like, oh, these other movies and, and stuff in there, like, yeah, Halloween. It, it, it to me it's a tradition every Halloween mm-hmm. I'm watching the original Halloween at least once yeah. I mean yes it plays all the time on AMC right. <laughs> that's why I never worry about missing it yeah it's, it's just like on. it's gonna be like on. I know I'll see that one yeah it's like oh miss this show when's the next time it comes on oh okay 8 o'clock alright yeah. uh, it, it's just it it's it's so simple the original Halloween it's so simple it's so like it, it it's like hey you got this guy this kid, Michael Myers, who killed his sister on Halloween night. 
years ago, is committed to asylum. Day before Halloween, he escapes, comes back, and starts killing girls, and you don't know why. Like, he's just killing. He's just, right. he doesn't know why. And you have this doctor who's been treating him, is like, look, this kid is evil. We have to lock him away forever. And he goes hunting for him, and like, no one. Like, literally, he's escaped, and he's, he's telling people he will kill again, and then the sheriff's department's like, oh, okay, well, we'll keep an eye out for him. It's like, no, you don't understand. This guy's right. fucking evil. Like, I saw darkness in his eyes. I saw darkness, and he just kills for no reason whatsoever. And, it, and even before he starts killing, the way he just stalks right, Jamie right. Lee Curtis and her friends. Right. He just stalks them. You just, you go back and watch it, and you just like. Yeah, it's just a stalker. He there? He's just yeah. like. <laughs> That's the scare. That's the yeah. scare. It's just this being. Why? Who does? Who isn't scared of that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nobody wants to be stalked, and I mean it's just so much. I like primal, like you said it, man. Young women, yeah. like this guy is psycho. It's just yeah. Yeah, and and killing people on on Halloween night, a night where you feel feel safe, like to uh, trick or treat, trick or treat, you know, and fun. stuff, and and have fun and babysit. Right, you know, right. and yeah, he's going like the old myth of the babysitter murders and stuff, and the cases where uh, like the, the uh, babysitters were killed, even though it was not that many, and were traced back to two and stuff. Um, and you just don't know why he's killed, and he doesn't talk right at all. You just hear his breathing, and he wears this creepy mask and you find out oh it's William Shatner it's supposed to be yeah, yeah. it's supposed to be Shatner mask yeah <laughs> the William Shatner mask but yeah know. it's just creepy it's, yeah why does William Shatner have a mask it's a mask <laughs> without it's weird yeah, yeah it's just fucking scary like a mask without being a mask just literally mm-hmm. just a mask a mask a face that's not really even a face yeah and it's expressionless expressionless just yeah yeah it's not like like the, the ghost face killer where it's just like oh, okay or right. like the hockey mask that Jason wears. That's it's even like, kind of menacing. Yeah, it's menacing, know? but not as menacing as that Michael Myers mask yeah. because it's expressionless. You don't know what this person is doing and you don't know why they're killing. And then it goes to the many modules of sequels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it splits off in timelines and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was like, oh. There's one movie that has nothing to do, do with, with it, it. Which is actually not that bad of a film. It's pretty good. It's got an infectious song. We talk about Halloween 3. It has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Everyone thought it was a mistake. Who's going to do with Michael Myers? It's like, no, that was John Carpenter's original plan. Like, he didn't want to make a sequel. Just do the same thing over, and then you bugged him for a sequel, and he gave you a sequel, and it was like, okay, that did well, let's do another one. It was like, okay, let's get away from Michael Myers, and he do this story, which is just as creepy, Halloween 3, and it gives it that creepy song, Five or Days of Halloween, Halloween. It's just like, that's just as creepy as the do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> and, oh, no one liked it. It was like, no, we want Michael Myers, and it bring back Michael Myers of 4, and, like, it, like, I would say four is okay. Like four is essentially like if, if you're watching Halloween, yeah, see four, right? But it's not as good, right? Agreed. Don't see five. <laughs> five is just off the freaking rails, and you just six is just yeah. Just stop at four if you're just, gonna go up to yeah. any number. Go to four. That's go to four. <laughs> oh, well, then you got H two O, which is. <sighs> 
I still say stop if you want. Yeah, stop just before. quit while you're in because it's like Easter was like a scream rip off, and Resur- we're not talking about resurrection. And Buster Rhymes, <laughs> we're not talking about that or the Rob Zombie ones. No, no, no. I, I didn't see him. Oh, don't. They're not good. No, I wouldn't imagine. Yeah. Right, Halloween 2019. Yeah, yeah. Halloween 2019. Not okay. not as good as the original one, but it was like. Okay, now we're back in track. We're back on track. Okay. Then Halloween kills. I've seen it a second time. It's not as bad as I watched it the, the first time. They have okay. some interesting. So still not that great. Yeah, it's still not that great. Like they bring back orig- some original characters. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I still can't get over Anthony Michael Hall playing Tommy Doyle. Hmm. But I guess he was like he was a replacement because they wanted Paul Rudd, and he was like, "No, I'm not doing." doing Ghostbusters and mm. I, I can't do this and I'm not gonna talk about Halloween ends cause that's just another one that's just like yeah like I it was like I see what you're trying to do but this spectacularly failed mm. this was just bad Michael Myers is hardly in the movie this is well there you go and yeah just just if you're essential, yeah I'm not worried about it yeah you're essential C1 I guess C2 <laughs> Halloween, the original yeah. Halloween 2, not Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Right. Um, Halloween 3, but you watch Halloween 3, but think of it separately than everything else. Just watching a separate movie, it just happens to have Halloween 3. Halloween 4, just, okay, it's 80s, whatever. <laughs> it's the 80s. And then Halloween 2019. And you can skip the rest and be fine. You would literally be fine. You're not missing anything. Agreed. You, you could you could script the rest and not miss a damn thing, because then it just gets even more fucking stupid. <laughs> but yeah, good choice, man. Good good choice with Halloween. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I also love the, the yeah the creepy aspects of it. Just the, this stalking person in this small town. So yeah, good choice. Good choice. Uh, now, my you did mention Wes Craven. And my okay. last choice is a Wes Craven film, but not the Wes Craven film everyone's thinking mm. about. My choice is Wes Craven's The People Under the Stairs, which is kind of forgotten about in, unless you're in a certain communities, it's like the African-American community. Like, it's not forgotten about. This, the People Under the Stairs is really good. It's a really mm-hmm. underrated film. It really is. Agreed. It really under it's it 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 taking that 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 creepiness part of it. Like yes. you're not at at your home. You're at someone else's home, and you're kind of not doing the right thing. You're breaking in the whole the whole point of uh, people on the stairs is you you follow from the point of view of uh, a young African American kid um, named nicknamed Fool. They call him Fool. And um, his mother is sick and dying um, and doesn't have the money to go into a hospital and get the care that she needs. Um, he's trying his best to live. He's living with his sister also. And his sister, and they're living in this dilapidated, dilapidated ghetto. A bunch of buildings that dilapidated, that's owned by a, a family. And one day he heard that the landlord and the owner of the property... Um, from his sister's boyfriend had um who was also an asshole but played by Vin Rames, very young Vin Rames. 
uh, that they were stashing gold in their home. So they devised a plan to break into this home and end up breaking into this home uh, to find this gold. But they don't they initially don't end up finding anything. But the homeowners come home and it's the family that owns the um, apartment comp the, the apartment complex. Um, and you come to find out that they're a married couple, but they're also really brother and sister. And they're really religious. Mm-hmm. And they're slumlords. And they end up killing the two robbers, but Fool ends up getting away. And he has to try to survive in this house. And he ends up meeting their daughter, which ends up not finding their, really, their real daughter. That they kidnapped him, kidnapped her. And they abuse her regularly. Mm-hmm. And also, not only that, that they had also kidnapped and taken other children. But because of whatever sins, quote unquote, they had, that they ended up maiming body parts and putting them in the basement. And they have to survive. And it's whole this whole story of gentrification, capitalism, all these things. And um, what really, like, especially in the black community, that we really appreciate those who remember this film is that the black character is the lead and the black character survives. It is the hero and his kid. Um, it, it is a really good film. Yes. It is really good. It's it's creepy. It's scary at certain things. The the two the the two slum lords, uh, I think it's um what what are their names? One is um what's one we gotta say? Edward McGill and Wendy Robbie are really good, yeah. especially Edward McGill. <laughs> well both him and Wendy Robbie are really good in this thing and Edward Gill is Everett Gill, McGill, excuse me, um, is pretty much been in horror movies all the time. Like another movie, I failed to mention this amount. I'm mention Stevie King's Silver Bullet. Oh, yeah, Stevie King's Silver Bullet. I forgot to mention that film. That's another honorable mention film. One of Stevie King's like lore, uh, lore stories and yeah. stuff. That was a good film. Uh, he was in that. He was in, like he he was in License to Kill. He's a real. He was a character actor. who has been around a long time. He plays a really good villain. He plays a really good villain. He plays a really good villain in this one. It's it's an underrated movie. And Wes Craven again, like John Carpenter, one of the one of the masters of horror, came up with a bunch mm-hmm. of films. I think this is one. This is best. Yes, Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream, right? right. Great people. The people. The Hills Have Eyes. Mm-hmm. Great films. I think this one is better. I really think this one is better. Um, it, it, it's okay. a great film, and pe- not a lot of people remember it. And, yeah. I will vouch it. for this film. I yes. will vouch for this film. It, it, it's Definitely, a, it's funny you mentioned it because there's some intersectionality again yeah. with our list. We're kind of like crossing over. Yeah. Um, where it was on my mind, and it was like, well, would I include that? Is it more of like a thriller, suspense? Definitely, but yeah, man, I'm glad you put that out there. And one of those movies that for me would have been fit, uh, would have fit under what turned out to be the theme of mine, sort of that nostalgia factor. Because mm-hmm. that's one of those movies where, like, caught on cable, yeah, growing up and, like, just got into it, mm-hmm. you know, because it draws you in. And <clears throat> a big part of that is the protagonist. Yeah. He's a boy. Yeah. I was probably about the same age when I saw the movie. You know what I mean? Like, so for, I know from that standpoint, that's, how I got through into it. So mm-hmm. definitely a good pick. 
definitely worth checking out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's 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 on DVD. I don't know where you could find it on streaming, but if you get a chance to see it, watch it. Yeah, it's '90s. It's early '90s and stuff, but still, it it's man, still love that movie. I think I'm going. Watch it sometime over the Halloween. I was like, find it and just like, all right, watch it. Yeah. Cause it's been a while since I uh, watched it, but it still stays with me. I love, yeah, some good food f- uh, for thought yeah. for uh, some watch lists coming up. Yeah. I mean, all the movies we named are all, like, put them on a watch list. Watch yeah, them. If you haven't true. watched them or haven't been a long time since you, since you watched them, just watch them and stuff. Um, but yeah, see yeah. If we can't find that one. Yeah. Gotta watch Groundhouse too. Yeah, oh, Grindhouse. Oh, shit, we watched the fake commercials. It just like, <laughs> was like, wait a minute, I don't remember this commercial. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's our that's our list, man. All right, yeah, so everyone's got a like nice long list to watch this go, coming weekend and, mm-hmm. and, and for the uh, Halloween. So and yeah. of course these are our lists. Like you, you got scary movies. This scary movies we didn't mention. We didn't. We mentioned briefly Nightmare on Elm Street. We, right. Uh, didn't we? Didn't mention. Uh, uh, what was the name? I'll mention Hell, one. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, Hellraiser. We didn't. Mention. I was just about to mention yeah, Hellraiser. Hellraiser. I was literally just about <laughs> yeah. to say, Hell, "Wow, look at that!" See, so yep. we're on the, talk, the intersectionality turned to the same wavelength. Exactly. I was literally that was what I was gonna say. Uh-huh. As I was gonna say the one I another honorable mention yeah. again just because I kept my list as list but I wanted to include Hellraiser because yeah. Hellraiser is another one yeah the only reason I didn't is because I haven't seen it in a very long time yeah so like I can't even really comment like about parts and scenes necessarily but I can say again with the nostalgia for me again agree with that as mm-hmm. a like totally uh, and really I remember it scaring me yeah and really being creepy and and Creeping me out. Yeah. So definitely Hellraiser, Pinhead, yeah. iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shoot, the old Universal horror film, horror movie monsters. Those are always a great uh, get together watching horror movie uh, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all good. Dracula, Wolfman, Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, right. Yeah. Those are always a good time. Um, Dario Argento films. Go in with caution. Right. Yeah, that might be first. Cause, Cause some of them are really gory, <laughs> and they go out there. And you're just like, uh, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, well, there's something out there for everybody. Yeah, there's it, sure. really something out there for everyone. And like, yeah, and again, most of these films you can find them. Uh, some of them you can find on YouTube. Um, if you don't, mm-hmm. you want to. You're a little skeptical skeptic, or just want to get a peek. You can find clips of all the films we named on YouTube. Um, we know some of them are on, most of them are on Amazon Prime. Um, might be a couple on Netflix. Right. Hulu. You're just going to have to search it up. Yeah, search it. Shudder is is a good they, they Horror movie app, all horror movies. Um some of, I know they have all the Halloweens. Um, some of them, I don't... Like, they change it, but they change it, like, monthly. But you're able to find not only that, but also horror, independent, a lot of independent and B-movie horror films on there. Um, so, check that out. So, yeah, just 
whatever you want to watch, watch it. Everyone has their list. These are our lists and stuff. So watch it. Just go out there and watch a film, especially in the time we're we're up in today and like we court this. It's another mass shooting. Um, yeah, it's just like Halloween is supposed to be fun and like having having fun is watching films, watching horror movies and stuff. As opposed to Christmas and having to hear Mariah Carey <laughs> saying all I want for Christmas. Leave her out of this, man. Uh. It's a minute that, like, literally, it's gonna turn midnight. It'll be November first, yep. and then it's gonna be all I want oh, for Christmas. Yeah, it's I'm just like, it's <laughs> like no. I think they got some Christmas stuff out already. Yeah, they got a yeah. bunch of. All right, okay, well, small rant. Small there rant. We go, there I'm sorry. We go. Before so, we end, small rant. Yo, I was seeing Christmas stuff out <laughs> end of September. I was seeing, even with Halloween, I love Halloween. I'm seeing Halloween stuff out a week after 4th of July. Damn. No, man. Spirit Halloween. Oh, well. It was setting up, opened their stores middle of August. That's true. Come on, man. The summer, like, look, Halloween starts right after Labor Day. Okay, yeah. I agree with that. Halloween starts right after Labor Day. Not one week or the day after 4th of July. Right. No, it's No, obscene. no. <laughs> Christmas does not start I'm not at even, least yeah. the second week of November. Right. I'll give it the second week of November. I don't want to see Christmas stuff up. No, man. The last week of September. No. Come on, man. This, this guy's The leaves haven't even changed out of the tree. Yeah. Now. It's not even cold out. Right. Come on, I'm man. I don't want to see Easter stuff. <laughs> or, no, no, not Easter. Uh, Valentine's Day stuff. January 2nd. Man. Or uh, December 30th. Come on, man. Stay in the season. Stay in the season. Only, only, only thing you want to see early is when you're in March and you start seeing grills. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, on sale. There you go, yeah. That's the only... Summer season. That's summer season. season. That's the only where you could start like, oh, yeah, it's the last right. week of February. This new grill is on sale. Everything else, absolutely not. Yeah, I can think that. God, yeah. Jesus Christ. Come on, people. Make it make sense. <laughs> All right, Pat. All right, well, thank you again for <laughs> having me. Thank I'm, you I'm for coming we, on. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy we were able to uh, combine almost some yeah. of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a long episode, yeah. but shoot, there's other people's horror movie episodes. It's like four hours, so hey. No, but, <laughs> no we're on the same uh, on the same page, Ways, so to speak, with yeah. the picks. You know, yeah, so that was good. yeah, those are good picks, man, good picks. Same, and, man. Thank you again for coming on, and thank but, you for listening to Weekend Weird. Do appreciate it. Um, it's our sixth, seventh uh, anniversary show. We do appreciate. It. We're gonna try go as long as we can and get as much as we can on. It's been trying a couple of months, but we're going through. So we're gonna have you ha- wish you and your family a ha- safe 
and happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. And uh, thank you again for listening to Weekend Where. We will see you next time. It will be sooner rather than later with a brand new episode. Um, And most importantly, stay weird. Because being weird is cool. I will talk to y'all again soon. Bye-bye.